0: It is Free Talk Live, and you're invited here. If you want to join us, the toll-free number, 855-450-FREE, like Freedom, that's 855-450-3733. Also, hop onto our Discord server over at discord.lrn.fm, and that is where you will find other Free Talk Live listeners, basically, I mean, mostly around the clock. There's conversations going on in there all the time, and it's free. So it's basically like a chat server. There's different channels in which you can interact with other listeners and co-hosts of the show at your leisure. Plus, there's ways to call in as well through the Discord server, and then you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. And here in the beautiful Keen Studios of Free Talk Live, it's Ian. I'm Laurel. And I'm Johnson. All right. So of course you can bring up anything you want, Laurel. uh, Tonight, this one of the big headlines, and we don't always follow the big headlines on Free Talk Live, but this this one has uh, generated a lot of buzz. This Justin was it? Jesse. 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 Jesse, You can tell how much attention I've been paying (laughs) to the case. Uh, Jesse Smollett. Jesse
1: with a U. Jesse. Jesse. Yes.
0: Okay. It took me a while too. Jesse Smollett, uh, who apparently is some kind of actor.
1: Yes, apparently.
2: Oh yeah, he definitely. Uh, acts lot.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so this guy got into some, uh, co- controversy because, uh, what, he made up some police reports, some false Allegedly,
1: he, uh, yeah, he faked a hate crime. Uh, the allegations are that he hired some friends of his to beat him up, and he thought that it would all be on a security camera, but the security camera turned out to be turning the other way, and, um... It was supposedly a hate crime where they put a noose around his neck and threw bleach on him. But the facts of the case started falling apart when it was learned that when the police arrived half an hour later, he still had the noose around his neck. He hadn't taken it off. And also that it was so cold. He said that bleach was thrown on him, but it was so cold outside that night, bleach would freeze. So there were several facts of the case that just didn't make sense, and eventually the police did an investigation, and the men that he hired came forward and said that he had hired them, and apparently he had paid them by check.
0: So they were able to show- (laughs) completely on the record then.
1: (laughs) They were able to show the check. So he was indicted on 16 charges of of, uh, making false police reports- and I, I honestly there were 16 charges so I don't know what yeah. all of them were. But uh, the charges today were dropped. They and the case was dismissed. Luckily he's
2: wealthy so he's able to bribe people.
1: Yes. Well, I was looking at what exactly the agreement was and even though the charges were dropped and the case dismissed, he has to do community service and he has to pay a $10,000 fine. Well, that's a oh, strange $10,000.
2: Wow. Yes. So, but
1: he was—he's not going to be able to pay that.
0: <laughs> they get that paid was, more than that for like one commercial. Right? He's already
1: paid it because it was the ten um, percent that he paid on his bond. So basically, he's oh, forfeiting convenient. money that he's already paid uh-huh. over to them.
2: He's well on his way to building his empire.
1: Okay, so this is what it sounds like. It's the actor and empire. The, Don't yeah, know what that, that was, is. I'd never seen it before. I'd never heard of this guy. Is that before a television show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So. This sounds to me like what we call an alternative sentencing program. So we see this a lot. This is usually for first offenders, usually for a misdemeanor. Usually you wouldn't see an alternative sentencing program for some, somebody with this many charges, including some felonies. Mm-hmm. It's usually for people with misdemeanors, where if they do some community service, maybe do some probation, maybe pay a fine, something like that, then the charges are dismissed, and uh, in some alternative sentencing programs, there's an adjudication of guilt, and sometimes there's not.
0: So basically, the government gets money out of you and obedience out of you without giving you a criminal record? Yes. I see.
1: And you and and whether there's a criminal record is a matter of debate because you've still been arrested. So, you know, I'm an immigration attorney and this is one of those. This is why I'm familiar with this type of thing, because even though the state will say this is not a conviction and the person it happened to says it's not a conviction and the judge says it's not a conviction, quite often for immigration purposes, this is a conviction Mm -hmm. because you were punished.
0: You You had accepted that deal.
1: You accepted The punishment and you had a punishment. Why would you be punished if you weren't guilty? Correct. And often it will depend on whether there was an adjudication of guilt. So for for some of these programs, you have to plead guilty in order to get the deal. Mm. And for some of them, you don't. So it really depends. The records for this are sealed. Which is unusual. Is that, yeah,
0: that does seem strange.
1: That is un, that is unusual. And a lot of the uh, articles I've been seeing are saying that's unusual. This is the type of thing that would vary by state. So this mm-hmm. is in Illinois. I'm not licensed in Illinois. Gotcha. Um, so the records are sealed. I don't know whether he pleaded guilty or not. And I may try to see if I can find out in Illinois for an alternative sentencing program like this, is it normally required that the person plead guilty? Because mm-hmm. he's still maintaining his innocence. And he's still saying this actually happened to him, that he really was the victim of a hate crime. Well, what's his explanation for the check? He says he was paying them for helping him work out, that they were workout buddies. It was something like that.
0: And then they turned so, on him?
1: Yes. That they're just making all of this up, even though well, he identified them in the camera as the people who attacked him.
2: I'm sure there were you know, police saying, like, if you don't... If you don't do this, you're going to go to jail. To you know, like some sort of lie to to turn them. You know, they, they, they might have just willingly rolled over. And, you know, uh, or were offered something. But there's also a very large chance that when some you know detective got in there, they just started lying to them and threatening them, and so that's what made them. I don't know that it was a lie. They, probably, <laughs> they well, yeah, okay, it might not have been charges. a lie, but either way, it doesn't. You know, that doesn't necessarily. Uh, you know, they probably would say something akin to you will go to jail for this. Whereas that might may or may not be true. Right. Right, You know, like,
1: well, I doubt, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I doubt that they just decided to come clean and approach the police without the police coming to them. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, there was some, probably some arm twisting, but the bottom line is that the facts of the story that Jesse said didn't make sense. He also said that he was beaten up very badly. There were pictures of him. He had a little cut on his face. That's not yeah, somebody who's beaten up very badly. And the two guys, like, they're huge. Mm-hmm. They're big guys. So they could have
0: really done some damage Yeah,
1: exactly. If they wanted to, they could have. And he also said it was a racially motivated attack. They're black. The people that he hired were not white people and the people that... So the, he everyone says involved that they're the was black? Yes. Every,
0: okay. Yes. Gotcha.
1: But he had said that they were shouting, this is MAGA country and all this other stuff. So... <laughs> When when they beat him up and they said some slurs that I can't say on the radio, obviously.
0: So what really happened here? I mean, did this guy get some uh, favoritism because he's he's rich and famous?
1: According to the. Oh, you mean the reason this that it was, it was guy. like, oh, yeah, um, there's some allegations of that. You know, I don't know. As I said, it you know, alternative sentencing programs are relatively common for mm-hmm. first offenders. Uh, although I am surprised that they would do it for somebody with this many.
0: Felonies with too, this many
1: right? that facing this many felonies. So that's the part of it that's unusual and the fact that it's being sealed is, is unusual.
0: Well, I mean, there's no doubt that uh, wealthy people get a different level of treatment. There's when it no comes doubt. To-
1: and, I, you know, and it's not just criminal law. It's every area of law. Right. Because including immigration, because everything is so complicated, you really can't do it by yourself. You just can't. Because even when you go and you read the statute, you don't know where to file stuff. And if you file it wrong, it gets rejected and then you miss your deadline. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of little things like that.
0: That's why they hire attorneys. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I have said to other attorneys all the time that we should put a lot of this information out there so that you're hiring an attorney. To make it more convenient for you, and not because you absolutely have to, because you can't do it without an attorney. Other oh, but attorneys the attorneys
0: are, love it when you have to hire. Oh them. yeah, That's what absolutely. This all about. So
1: this is this is an argument I've had with other attorneys plenty of times. You know, I want to be a convenience. I don't want to be a necessity. Huh. In terms of of doing the law, I think people should be able to do it themselves. But I agree yeah, that no attorneys... one, you must
0: not be popular among them.
1: No, 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 they don't like that position okay, at yeah.
0: all. <laughs> You're a threat.
1: I am. I am. So I would rather all of the information was out there. So. So, yeah, I absolutely 100 percent agree that justice is more readily available, not only in criminal law, but in every single area of law. Mm-hmm. Justice is more readily available if you can afford an attorney. It's true.
0: The toll-free number if you want to join us here, 855-450-FREE. Speaking of other people who can afford attorneys, 77-year-old billionaire, the owner of the New England Patriots. You may have heard about Robert Kraft being arrested, or they're charging him. I don't know if he's actually been booked, uh, but they, uh, they're they charging him in Florida for soliciting prostitution. And the news came out, I think, last week, basically, maybe a little over a week ago, that the prosecutors have offered to drop charges... Against Mr. Kraft and the other men accused of soliciting prostitution at a day spa in Jupiter, Florida, in exchange for their omission of guilt. A Again, with-
1: this sounds like an alternative sentencing right. program, which is typical for a first offender for something like this. So that one, uh, it's less unusual than the Justice Mallet.
0: Well, this guy is a you know, 77-year-old billionaire as right. well, so I'm sure that, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> There's more coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited here to join us. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've also got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And coming up, ForkFest 2019. It's June 13th through the 18th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's absolutely splendid location to spend some time and you'll be there for as many of those days as you want to you decide when to come up for fork fest it's june 13th through the 18th i recommend you know coming through as much of it as you can and then if you want stick around for the porcupine freedom festival which starts immediately after fork fest so if you want to stay up for like 10 or 11 days uh, basically, you've got an excuse to come check out New Hampshire and connect with the libertarians and voluntarists and liberty-loving anarchists that have, uh, many of them have already made the move up here. Uh, but this is a perfect excuse to come kind of get uh, get your feet wet here in New Hampshire. Go to forkfest.party. You can learn more about the event. It's a decentralized camping, libertarian camping event, meaning that there's no one who's in charge. There is no board of directors. There's no organizer, and that means there's basically no overhead because it's just people come to a campground. Um, so there's no ticket price. You just have to get your campsite or RV site or your motel room, whatever it is your preference. They've got all three of those uh, over at Rogers Campground. So go to forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. There's also a forkfest forum and telegram chat room that you can connect to there. It's Ian Laurel and Johnson in the studio here tonight. We were talking about some of these alternative sentencing programs. That uh, they're not, you know, they don't use those terms in the news stories about yeah. these people, the ju- Jussie Smollett. Jesse. <laughs> uh, and then, Yeah, it's
1: legalese, alternative sentencing program.
0: And then uh, Robert Kraft, who is the billionaire owner of the New England Patriots, has been offered. Now, I haven't seen an update on this story to see if he's accepted the deal. Uh, but apparently prosecutors have offered this deal. And, of course, we've discussed the plea deal process um a myriad of times here on free talk live it's something that basically empowers the court system they uh they throw a bunch of charges at somebody and then rather than actually having to make a case that rather than the prosecutor actually having to do any work and, you know, actually go to court and you know make an argument in front of a jury or in front of a judge and spend time trying and taxpayer to taxpayer money and money. Right. And trying to get a conviction. Well, the thing is, they're going to be on the payroll whether or not they do the work. Yeah. Right. Like that, that prosecutor's there for eight hours a day. Yeah. But if of, they
1: do trial for everybody, they're going to need more prosecutors.
0: Well, sure. They would need more courtrooms and, and all that. Um but they offer these plea deals with, uh, you know, they essentially, like I said, they they mm-hmm. throw a bunch of charges at a person, which is intimidating. It's scary because, mm-hmm. you know, you stack up charges. You're usually looking at years and years of, uh, of prison time for whatever they're alleging, even if they're bad uh, charges, even if, you know, it's a trumped up case. It's still intimidating because, you know, if you can't afford an attorney, well, you're already up S Creek without a paddle. Yeah, actually, I have a story
1: Uh, for this, if we haven't. Please. So a friend of mine, her father uh, got in a small car accident, a fender bender, um, and the police were called to do a report on it and everything. And everybody was interviewed and they exchanged insurance and everything. And he asked uh, if he could leave after everything was said and done. And so then he left the scene. Um, And then sometime later, he finds out that he is being charged with fleeing the scene of an accident and he's being charged with drunk driving. Oh my! So they're charging him with this stuff and they're threatening to put him in jail for a year. And then they offer him a plea deal. If he pleads down to just the drunk driving, that they will dismiss all of the charges. So he's looking, he went to talk to an attorney and attorney said, it's going to cost you this much to fight it. Mm -hmm. Or you could just take the deal and it's actually going to be cheaper and you're going to move on with your life much, much faster. That's what people want. He was getting ready to to take the deal. But his daughter, who's an attorney, said, you are not taking this deal. Mm. You were not drinking. You did not flee the scene of the crime. We are taking this to trial. And she convinced him, no, we're going to court. Mm. And so they go back to the attorney and they're like, we want to fight it. And the attorney says, well, do you have any character witnesses? Why yes, he was the rabbi of one of the major congregations in Houston. Mm-hmm. So he has all these letters from other rabbis and all these people, upstanding business people in the community who respect him. They gave all this information and the judge during the case actually yelled at the prosecutor for bringing the wow. case to court whatsoever and gave the prosecutor how, a
0: really hard time. How far into the case did the uh, They the went to yelling. trial. I know, but how far into the trial was it? Like at the the close of the trial, or did the judge just kick it out of court? You know, right out. That of That I gate? don't
1: know. I don't think they were there for very long. They mm-hmm. brought in all their character information, and basically the prosecution didn't have any didn't have any uh, proof. They didn't have any evidence they had because no case. he didn't he didn't flee the scene of the crime, and he doesn't right. he doesn't drink at all.
0: <laughs> He's a rabbi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe a little bit for services, but uh-huh. um. So that's yeah. okay.
0: It's just the blood of Christ, then, so. <laughs>
1: Not for rabbis. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> what is it then?
1: I don't know. Okay, uh, just wine. So I mean, that would be an example of somebody who was getting ready to take a plea deal, who was completely innocent, and yeah. he was just getting railroaded into the whole thing.
2: Wine from conquered grapes, nonetheless.
0: Really, so is that like, a thing more
2: like grape juice?
0: Okay, is that uh, <laughs> is that uh, what is it? What's the word? Kosher. Yes, is that kosher? Okay. So, um and that's just one of a myriad of examples. I mean yeah. you happen to be closely connected with that one, but there are this happens all the time, day in, day out, every single day. Just go sit, if you don't believe me, go sit in your local district court whenever arraignments are, and just watch. Mm-hmm. And you'll see person after person taking plea deal after plea deal. It almost never goes to trial. I do jury outreach here in the Keene, New Hampshire area, and the goal of that is to inform jurors of their right to nullify a verdict, which is you know an age-old right of juries in the Western court system to be able to basically vote their conscience in a case, so they can ignore the law and say, "Well, this is a bad law. I don't care if this person had a pound of marijuana. Mm-hmm. You know, not guilty. The law is bad." It's you know essentially the idea is they're the final check and balance on uh, the the out of control government i would and, say
1: for anybody who's facing any kind of charges just as an attorney m- unless they've got really really solid evidence against you you should go to trial because mm-hmm. the burden for the government is actually pretty high and it's unusual that they can meet that burden i'm not saying it's impossible of sure course they do they do they well and you won't ever trial.
0: know what evidence they have against you until you're willing to go to trial and mm-hmm. then you can get discovery but and if you, you think you're innocent
1: look. don't take the deal
0: yeah um, it's good advice. Um, unfortunately, without an attorney who is of the mindset that you are, because mm-hmm. there's a certain attorney out there who's willing to, uh, who would much rather get paid to handhold you through a plea deal, where mm-hmm. you go and pay that attorney. I've seen it happen. They will pay an attorney full boat for whatever the whatever it would cost to go to trial. Oh, this is you know seven thousand dollars, six thousand, you know two thousand, whatever it is, whatever the attorney throws out there. And they just, you know, they want to get this over with and they're willing to pay that amount of money. And then the attorney convinces them to take a plea deal. So the attorney walks away with the full amount for, you know, representation. And they never had to actually go into a court and ask a single question of a witness.
1: I'm not going to say the plea deal type thing is invariably uh, bad for every case. Mm -hmm. But I would say on the whole... It's not a. Good it thing.
0: is. It's very bad on the whole. Um, okay. it, correct in the in, in the moment for the individual, it may get that person out of court sooner. It yeah. may reduce whatever frustrations and burdens and you know at least perceived. Well, if of you the know moment. you're guilty
1: and they've got the evidence, they've got you on film. Sure, you might as well. Plead then guilty.
0: it's a decent <laughs> plan. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. Your calls and thoughts. Welcome. If you want to share your story, you're welcome to do that. If you want to take control of the airwaves, you can too. It's free talk live.
3: Bitcoin.com is delighted to announce their latest partnership with the gift card specialist at eGifter. With many of the world's leading brands on their roster, it is now easier than ever to get the gift cards of your favorite brands with Bitcoin Cash. To get started, just follow these simple steps. Visit giftcards.bitcoin.com, pick the gift card you want, follow the instructions on your screen, and make your payment using your Bitcoin Cash wallet. Sit tight and your gift card will be delivered to you as soon as it's ready. That's giftcards.bitcoin.com.
0: Hey it's Free Talk Live you are invited here if you want to join us our number 855 450 free like freedom that's 855 450 3733 we do have the discord on air call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm with you in the studio tonight you've got ian i'm laurel and i'm johnson all right so bring up anything you want we've been talking about the plea deal and specifically some of these alternative sentencing programs that seem to have resulted in this jesse smollett uh actor guy possible Uh fraudster uh lying allegedly to the police now all charges dropped but he did have to forfeit the ten thousand mm-hmm. dollar bond payment that he'd made, basically yes. to the courts. So the the government got some money out of it. But did the prosecutor get a conviction out of it? And that's I don't not know. clear because they've sealed the court documents.
1: It sounds like the state's position is that it's not a conviction. But you know, as I said, there's an argument that it is, depending on how you look at it.
0: Now, under what circumstances? Are court documents typically sealed like I mean maybe like state secrets are involved uh juveniles I mean what what are the areas in which this would happen?
1: well, I mean, you named some of them juveniles yeah. sometimes sex sex offender cases may be partially uh, sealed. partially sealed to protect the victim right um so yeah, state secrets I don't know so what, what else could
0: it possibly be in this case? what is the excuse? You know why do they not want to reveal? I,
1: I wonder. And you know our government really tries to not to do this. And this is one of the things where uh, I think the government is right to make our um, court system as public as possible. Absolutely, we don't want secret we don't trials. Want secret trials. And this is one of those things with the Tommy Robinson trials that he was reporting on some rape gang trials that their court system said that they were secret trials to protect the accused. And we have the complete opposite uh, position here in the United States, where we say secret trials don't protect the accused; they do the opposite; they put them in danger. Mm-hmm. So, sealing the court records is something that's usually resisted.
0: Right? It's creepy. It, yeah. It makes me wonder what are they trying to and hide? Yeah. What
1: exactly happened? Who what are they is trying going to protect on here? here?
0: Well, it seems. I mean, it seems like they're trying to protect this guy,
1: or somebody who's that something? I don't know, because there's been some allegations of funny business going on behind the scenes where one of the prosecutors, I don't want to be fake news here, but there was one of the people involved in the case on the government side that was trying to get other people involved. And it looked like she was trying to get the case dismissed.
2: I mean, the whole thing sounds like corruption to me. Yeah,
1: it just stinks
0: of it. Yeah. I and mean, As far as why they would drop the charges? Yeah, why
2: they would drop the charges, why they would close the case. It just sounds like there's probably bri- bribery going Something's
0: on. Something's being covered up here. Uh,
2: yeah. I anyway. mean, because, I mean, the whole the whole circumstance of the trial is this fake outrage,
0: you know? Right. It just... From top to bottom. Right. First, people are outraged at the allegations he made, right, that uh, somebody had targeted him because of his race or also, whatever.
2: Also, wasn't the timing on this... Uh, if I recall correctly, wasn't it centered around an election at the time when the story first broke?
1: I, I don't Might think it was afterwards. around the elections. OK, so here's the allegation that it was Kim Fox, who is a, a government official involved in the case. And the allegations are that she was interfering on his behalf. Let me see. She was a state attorney. And a friend of Jussie Smollett's.
0: Oh, how nice. So there's some... So he had a buddy inside the prosecutor's exactly, office, basically. Exactly,
1: So, So there's some allegations that she was yeah. trying to get him, you know, dismissed, get the cases dismissed. Wow. Uh,
0: so this led to a conversation about uh, plea deals, which uh, I'm glad to hear that you are uh, generally against them, Laurel, as an mm-hmm, attorney. Generally, uh, I am definitely as well, and... It, you know, as I was saying before, it it does in the moment seem like an expeditious thing to do in a lot of cases for an individual. But basically, every time you take a plea deal, you're basically encouraging them. You're basically mm. telling them, this is okay. You can keep doing this to people because can...
1: i mean it's it's extortion totally. it's you you either admit to this lesser charge or we're going to go after you for this bigger charge,
0: right. We don't really want to have to work to convict you, so we'll just drop some of these charges in return for you pleading guilty. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to go home. You get on probation or whatever the you know the deal is that they've offered you. So they mm-hmm. t- still have control over you. Uh, they have a con- they get their conviction in most cases, which why we're which is why we're talking about this Smollett case and the and Kraft I th- case. I
1: think a lot of people who take these deals. Are only looking at the immediate punishment that the court is going to give them. Mm -hmm. And it's not occurring to them what kind of other punishments they're going to experience in their lives. That from now on, whenever they do a job application where it says, have you ever been arrested? They're going to have to say, or or convicted or whatever. They're going to have to say yes. Yes. And it's going to cause them problems getting a job. It's going to cause them problems getting an apartment. It's going to appear on their credit report. It's going to cause them all kinds of problems in their lives.
0: I'm glad you brought the consequences up that come later because there, are, there that's not all that you've mm-hmm. mentioned. There's also right. probation, which is not an easy thing for a lot of people. I mean, VOP, as they call it, violation of mm-hmm. probation, is a very common uh, charge that is leveled against people. And imagine
2: this this happens often, oftentimes to economically disadvantaged people who may or may not have a means of transportation to getting back and forth to uh, whatever this you know particular probation is calling for, so you're talking you about mean community if you like service. miss an appointment or something yeah, like yeah you're talking about community service, getting to a, a probation officer, um, whoever knows whatever else you know maybe
0: and to peeing dirty. Out. That's yeah. one of the most common ways. Yep. Somebody smoked some marijuana while they were you know, on probation or something like that, and then they get caught, and then they go to jail. Or how so, about you,
1: you actually showed up for your probation thing, and they said that you didn't. Something similar sure. happened to me. Mm. I was This was many, many years ago. I was actually on welfare, and I had to show up to something. Mm-hmm. And I showed up, and the person I was supposed to meet with wasn't there. Mm. But I went. And um, so I also had—I uh, was supposed to mail something into them, and they said that I never mailed it in. Well, I'm an attorney, so I know you send it in with some sort of proof that you sent it in. So I mm-hmm. had return receipts. And they said that I never went to the thing, and they said that I never sent in the papers I was supposed to send in.
0: But you had proof. Oh,
1: I had proof. So I asked for a hearing, because you can say you just you know let it go, or you can ask for an appeal. And you go in front of an administrative judge, and it's just in somebody's office. And so the person, the other side, was actually by phone. And I show the administrative judge, my return receipt that proved that it was received by the government official. And she says to the guy over the phone, um, she's showing me a return receipt that says you got it. And he says, he goes, Oh, 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 well,
0: that one. Yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like they should be, you know, clerical error or not,
2: if it is a clerical error, I still feel like uh, these types of bureaucrats should be held criminally
0: responsible. In if they're cases, caught lying if like they're, this? If they're
2: caught lying like this. Like, they should but be prosecuted. But then
0: they could just be like, oh, oh, I filed that one in the wrong file. Oh, I'm yep. sorry. Whoops. Oh, sorry, oh, you sorry. go to jail now.
2: Yeah. You get to serve community service for your mistake. You're a dreamer. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the way I feel wouldn't like it should nice. go down. Wouldn't I mean, that be but, nice if these yeah.
0: prosecutors actually had some liability? For I mean, because then then actions. they just
2: wouldn't. How about you just not do that? Yeah. Right, because they don't have to do that. They don't have to make someone else's life a living hell. They could just have made the mistake and then not uh, pursue it, unless it's a pattern. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if they're pursuing an individual uh, case, you know, an individual action like that, then they're just dicks, right? Because You know, that's just them, you know, seeking to be vindictive and, uh, you know, wield their petty, uh, what is that, when someone, you know, like an office person has has a little bit of power, Mm. you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the term for it, but, you know, petty tyrant. Right. You know, just that's them just, I've got a little bit of power and I get to exercise it. And they will. Yeah, and they will. They love to.
0: They actually seem to get off on it yeah. to some extent. Mm-hmm. These bureaucrats. So let's go to Matthew. He's in Louisiana, listening online via the TuneIn app. Go ahead, Matthew.
4: So I uh, this morning I was so kicked off about the bump stock ban. Uh, the Supreme Court refused uh, uh, to hear the plea for an emergency injunction. I was like, you know, just about ready to jump off the Trump train. And then I heard Jesse Smollett. You know they. Drop the charges on us like, okay well he must have, you know he must have come up with a statement of contrition and we're going to hear it and then no contrition no i'm like what really all right yeah. i'm back on the hold train. on matthew we're gonna bring you
0: we're gonna bring it back here uh, in just a moment stand by we'll continue in and they've sealed the case so if he was contrite we wouldn't we wouldn't know uh 855 450 free that's 855 450 3733 you can bring up what you want on free talk live it's Free Talk Live. You dial toll free, bring up whatever you want. Our number is 855 450, free like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. We do have the Discord on air call in line rooms. You can jump into one of those, get on the air with us, and talk about what you want. We've been talking uh, kind of about the legal system, specifically the criminal so called justice system. Where it's crystal clear that the people who have the money for big shot attorneys uh, get better justice than everybody else. Uh, of course, everybody knows that. But then, you know, we're getting into a little bit more of the detail on why the plea deals are a scam, from you know, basically top to bottom, and uh, these alternative sentencing. There's nothing inherently wrong with the idea of alternative sentencing, right? The idea that Somebody's never committed a crime before. Alternative sentencing gives them the ability to maybe put a charge on file, which means basically it's not a conviction unless they get arrested for something else. Then mm-hmm. they can kind of bring it back, or maybe alternatively uh, just not have any kind of criminal record whatsoever, but admit some level of guilt and pay a fine. That appears to be what they're offering to Robert Kraft, uh, who is the owner of the New England Patriots. It hasn't yet been uh, determined as to whether or not Kraft will be accepting uh, that offer. And you're welcome to comment here. Matthew is still on the line with us here in Louisiana. Uh, Didn't have a whole lot of time in the last segment, but Matthew, please go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah,
4: so, like I said, this just looks like special justice to me. I mean, it's like, oh, he gets special treatment because of who he is. And I don't know how you exactly... How a republic continued with that?
1: When there's different you justice know. for people with money versus people without,
4: and of different classes and types of people. I, mm-hmm. you know, there's pictures of him with Barack and Michelle. Now, I don't know how if he actually knows them, or this is just at the White House, you know, meet and greet, and everybody shake hands, sort of line. Mm-hmm. But it was. Yeah, just watching this stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm voting against that.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I was busy doing something (laughs) here. I wasn't paying a whole
4: lot of attention. (laughs) Um so it's not even a matter of who I'm voting for; it's a matter of who I'm voting against.
5: Yeah.
1: Mm. Well, you get you got your if you're voting against somebody who is upholding the system that we we're just describing, you've got a good selection of people to vote against. There's plenty of people like that. Everybody
0: upholds this system. I there's just nobody.
1: wonder who you're going to vote for.
0: Yeah, there's nobody in the, uh, you the can political vote for Ian. There's nobody in the political offerings that's going to make any kind of changes uh, of any significance to the justice system. I mean, every now and then somebody will pander to criminal justice reform. And you could argue that they did put in a minor rollback uh, late. I think it was in late 2018. They moved. uh, What was it called? Like the Baby Stepped Act or something like that. There was like this little tiny little step in the federal government towards uh, some level of you know criminal justice reform and i don't even honestly remember how it was that insignificant um, but nobody runs well, did, on these
4: yeah, they cover it, so it was probably pretty important the reason why
0: people don't run on these things is because they don't want to be perceived as soft on And Thanks for the call. Uh, they don't want to be be perceived as soft on crime.
1: Well, we are seeing a couple of the Democrats, not that I'm going to vote for them because of this, but we are seeing a few of them saying that felons should be allowed to vote. Mm-hmm. And I agree with them there. So that is, you know, at least a step in the right direction. I think everybody should be allowed to vote, you know, 18 and up. And they shouldn't be saying that if you get a conviction, you can't vote again. Should
0: someone in jail who's currently being sentenced also be allowed yes, to vote? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I agree. So I have that? to say, in the coming election, so this is something I've
2: never done. Well, first of all, I've never also, I believe, after, you know, I've been voting for, you know, well over a decade, mm-hmm. possibly 20 years, you know, been voting. And uh, I, I don't believe so far, and, and this is like in, you know, presidential elections, you know, federal presidential elections, in local elections um, for years. And I don't believe that I've ever voted for a candidate that's come out victorious. Ever wow, and and like hundreds of votes, um, and that is because I've never done the whole voting against, uh, sort of ruse (laughs) where you uh, don't have any principles. You know, I've never been able to um, be that person up until this coming election.
0: The the one that's coming. The one that's coming.
2: The one that's coming in twenty twenty. If I finally publicly set a condition where I will vote. Uh, against someone and just vote. And I've made it very public, uh, that if Biden gets the democratic nomination, I will vote for Trump just to (laughs) spite every damn Democrat (laughs) who makes this, the stupid decision of putting that power mongering joke. Is he even uh, running office? I I think he's not going to, I hope he's not. But I've made that one it's condition. Not,
0: I mean, you haven't gone out on a huge limb here. There's like, no. what, 50 different candidates right. for the exactly. Democrats? I mean, no, the odds exactly. that he's going to be I mean, the one are very, and, and, very you know, I
2: certainly hope not, you know, but but if if it weren't, I don't know, man. I've I've kind of thought this in the past. That it's always been kind of true that the worst possible candidate will rise to the top. It I does think, seem that way. I think it's going to be happening. Kamala
1: Harris. Uh,
2: yeah, she's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's kind of hard to say who's the worst in this particular right. field
1: of candidates.
2: Um, You know, but... Yeah, I when, think
1: Bernie's going to be up there, but I think even his supporters are like he's getting kind of old. Getting old.
2: I think he's the most old. laughable thing to happen would be if know uh, AOC decided to make a shot at the she presidency. Can't. She's too young. Uh, yeah. Okay. So she's not thirty-five not yet. But, no. Not
0: yet. I think she's got another. <laughs> what is she? Twenty-nine or something? I think like she's that, twenty-nine. Right? So yeah. it's going to be another two two rounds before right. she could run.
1: Oh my word! Does she? Th- <laughs> I, there's, I'm. I and that presumes. That-
0: hold on. That presumes she's not a flash in the pan, and that right. she's not going to be out in her next. Uh, term she
1: probably thinks she's a viable candidate well, and, I mean, but the horrible thing is there's a lot of people who think she's a viable candidate and i'm like really
0: she's really? as viable as any of the rest of them i mean she's an elected <laughs> official uh uh-huh. she, you know, she holds current uh, federal government office she's not old enough but as soon as she is she would be old enough and then there you go mm-hmm. yeah you know, she's not i mean as far as uh, politics goes they say politics is hollywood for ugly people and you know <laughs> All things considered, she's better looking than most of them.
1: She is. That's true. So uh,
0: there is that. And the fact is, some people will vote off of looks. You know, yep. Some people voted for Bill Clinton because they thought he was attractive. Don't know why, mm-hmm. but they did.
2: Wow. Well. They could do
0: a reality show
2: with uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and Mitt Romney.
0: <laughs> I might actually
2: watch what, that. Living together? <laughs> Just something hooking up. Who knows? Oh, right? Because it wasn't uh, Romney was another one that people were like, "Oh, he's a good looking guy. That's he's what he's going to do guy. well."
0: You know, whatever, so. compared to you whatever, know whatever bernie sanders okay <laughs> so uh eight fifty 450 free is our toll-free number here tonight uh you had told a, 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 a... uh i'm sorry
2: i bring that i brought up uh, romney because i'm bringing up candidates that have that seemingly have no other qualifications mm. you know that that where, where well, it's he like, was a
0: businessman
2: well whatever
1: <laughs> well what would be good qualifications
2: right exactly i mean but I think, according to the you know the general electorate, you know, experience or whatever, you but know, nobody like some has sort of...
1: experience as president of the United States before they're president of the well, United that's States. That's true. Yeah.
2: But yeah. I think I think a lot of people look for political experience, which is sort of why uh, so many people had a meltdown about Trump becoming president. Uh, so you know, I don't, you know, whatever. I, th- I, think, I think probably it's ridiculous. That... I think that not having government experience is actually probably a very good thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the most comparable experience would be either in charge of a large federal agency or in charge of uh, or being a governor of a state. I'd like to see somebody who has none of that experience actually
2: Mm -hmm. be president because then they also haven't had to deal with uh, corporate bureaucracy either. Mm. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
0: I'd rather not ever have a president ever again. Sure. Sure. If we can avoid the federal government existing, that would be great. Unfortunately, that's not on the table either. The toll-free number tonight is 855-450-FREE. Speaking of uh, presidential candidates, I know, Laurel, you wanted to talk about this Kamala Harris. You just mentioned her a moment ago. Uh, What's going on?
1: She wants to raise the salary of every public school teacher in the United States by $13,500.
0: Wow. Now, when I That's ran... a lot of people too, right? Yes. Like There's a lot of teachers out there's there. There's a
1: lot of public school teachers. So I ran the numbers and the estimate I came up with was it would be an additional $50 billion a year or close to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing some other articles that are saying it's $300 billion. So I don't know whether they're just looking at salaries or they're looking at... Is she also proposing that they increase benefits? Because, you know, when teachers talk about their salaries... they Well,
0: before you go on, uh when you were running the numbers, how many teachers did you find? Oh,
1: dear. I'm going to have
0: to look it up. But
1: it is actually several several million.
0: 3.2 million I'm seeing here on Google. Yeah, that
1: sounds about right. And that's just for the teachers. I looked it up once, and the number of people who work for the public school system, You know, and this is 50 states, so you're adding them all together, plus the District of Columbia. When you look at all the people who work for the public school system... That population of people is greater than all of the people who work for the federal government, including the military and the post office. So we have more people. Yes. So we have more people working in the public school system than in any other government agency. The public school system is the largest a government agency. It's not federal. It's by state. Right. But it's the largest It's paid gover- by
0: the federal government. They take a, money from A lot that.
1: of it is, yes. Yeah. So it is the largest government entity
0: Oh, God. in
1: the United States.
0: And it's one of the most uh, invasive because yes. they're dealing with your kids. Mm-hmm. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Let's talk about this idea of you know increasing the teacher's pay because a lot of people are going to cheer this on. Everybody loves teachers. Are you against education? If you oppose this, you must hate teachers and you must hate children. (laughs) Obviously, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. You can join us here. And this is Free Talk Live plus censorship in the EU.
6: Did you know you can legally exit the U.S. federal income tax system? Well, it's true, and thousands of American nationals are doing it. The 16th Amendment and the Internal Revenue Code are legal, but only in a limited jurisdiction. This is the basis behind the voluntary nature of the income tax. Learn the exit strategy provided by Congress. Find out more by visiting WeissParis.com and watch our numerous videos. That's W-E-I-S-S Paris
0: live and dial toll free to bring up whatever you want here our number is 855-450-free like freedom It's 855-450-3733 we do have the discord on-air call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm with you in the studio tonight it's ian I'm Laurel. And I'm Johnson. Now, of course, you can bring up anything that you want. We've been talking about the court system, plea deals, uh, these alternative sentencing programs that this Jussie Smollett uh, actor guy might have gone into in order to basically get out of multiple felony charges for uh, essentially lying to the cops, filing a false police report and whatever other ones. There was like 16 of them. And uh, I also brought up the Robert Kraft case, which is related because they offered him a deal. And uh, just did a quick search because it had been about a week and a half since I'd originally gotten that news about him being offered the deal and published eight minutes ago at WCVB.com out of West Palm Beach, a scheduled arrangement for New England Patriots. And I think this is actually a New England station, but the story's out of West Palm Beach. Anyway, the scheduled uh, arrangement has been canceled for New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft, originally scheduled for this Thursday morning. In Florida, lawyers for Kraft filed a document reaffirming his plea of not guilty and asking the judge to schedule a jury trial for the case. Kraft's attorneys also waived his right to an arraignment the formal court hearing in which the charges against a defendant are read. Now, this is a smart move uh, on their part. It is uh, cost savings to not have to go to an arraignment if you are a busy person, and everybody is, from what I've seen. It's always upsetting to have to go to court because you got to take a whole day off. You know, you can't just sh- you can't just figure you're going to be out by noon because it's court. It could literally last all day.
1: And if they get busy, they're going to say, "Okay, we got too busy. Come back tomorrow."
0: I haven't seen that happen around it here happens but in immigration. I, yeah. yeah, but I bet it does happen if they uh, they get too busy. And so it's like, yeah, they are there. they're getting paid, but you're not getting paid. and they want you to show up to their thing. Well, here's this arraignment, which normally takes all of two minutes, you know, basically once you finally get in front of the court mm-hmm. um, at arraignments, there's a ton of people there, usually. And 99% of them take a guilty plea, so you're just sitting around and watching as all these people plead guilty, guilty after guilty after guilty, and then it's your turn. And, of course, they're offering you some kind of sweet deal, or at least it seems sweet, on its face. It'll get it over with sooner, is the idea. Of course, then, as you pointed out in the last hour, Laurel, there's all these... Other consequences that come later from you having now a guilty criminal conviction on your record that can hurt you when it comes to finding a job. And you better believe it's going to hurt you if you get caught for something else. Mm -hmm. If they arrest you down the line, well, now you're not the first time offender anymore. Now you're somebody with a criminal conviction on your record. Whereas um, if you do instead not take the plea... And you go to trial, then you actually get to see the evidence that the court has against, or that the uh, prosecution has against you. It's called discovery. Mm -hmm. And you might actually, it might turn out that they don't even really have a case, that their case is paper thin and they have, you know, no witness or their witness is unreliable or the evidence that they collected was bad or mishandled. Or you don't know how badly the cops have botched it up until you get to look at the evidence. Because until then, it's just all bluffing on their part. It's just all blustering and you know puffing themselves up and looking like they're you know they're scary. They've got mm-hmm. jails and you know cages and cops behind them, and so it's a very intimidating process. But in many cases, the, the in many cases the investigators cut corners, or the detective or the officer didn't fill out the right paperwork, or they filled out the right paperwork but didn't fill out the right parts. I mean, there's all kinds of things that screw up. I've seen parking tickets get tossed out of court. Because the parking enforcer didn't write down the right license plate on the car. They just botched up the most basic <laughs> elements of their job. And why should they be cautious? Why should they be careful about these things? All these re- people
1: are going to take the right. plea deal so they don't have to worry about it.
0: I, uh,
2: I, I'm going to admit that I, uh, there's a ticket that was written uh, for me in uh, Florida before I left. Yeah. Um, but they got my name wrong and uh, my driver's license number wrong on the ticket. So I ignored it. Sweet. <laughs> like I'm like, that's not me,
0: right? I guess they that's, gave me someone else's ticket, some other person. <laughs> so, uh, so if you want to comment, you're welcome to join us here. Before we continue with uh, your calls, I want to share this update here on the Robert Kraft case. So again, his attorneys filed uh, to waive the arraignment. So again, if you want to waive an arraignment. If you're gonna to go to trial, waive the arraignment. There's no reason to go and sit in a courtroom for two hours or whatever just to tell them not guilty. You can write it down in a motion to the court. I mean, this isn't legal advice. It's just what I've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you write a motion before you know, well before the arraignment. You got to give them usually a couple weeks to process it or whatever
1: this one i don't know because this is this is getting into some of the procedural stuff that may vary by state so yeah i don't know the answer to this
0: well one. it works in new hampshire and mm-hmm. i don't see why it wouldn't work anywhere else it's just to say hey look i don't need an arraignment i want to go to trial so uh-huh. go ahead schedule me the the trial and waive the arraignment just put in a motion to do that and of course normally when you're uh, filing in court you usually have to file with the court and send a copy to the prosecutor uh-huh. typically and if you do that i mean there's almost no reason why they wouldn't waive the arraignment for you they'll just go ahead okay. and schedule the trial and take your name off the arraignment docket that's it so that way Kraft doesn't have to go all the way down to uh although he wouldn't have to he could probably just have his attorneys appear in his stead but it keeps the attorneys out of court keeps Kraft out of court and you know then you just show up for your trial date mm-hmm. at that point uh Kraft and other men have been charged by the palm beach state attorney's office with soliciting prostitution at an illicit massage parlor He was also offered the opportunity to enter a diversion program, which would have required him to concede that he would have been found guilty if the case went to trial. So that sounds like a guilty plea to me. Yeah, it sounds like
1: he's being required to plead
0: guilty. Kraft rejected the offer earlier this month. According to police records, he was chauffeured to the massage parlor in 2014, and it was an evening they secretly videotaped him, that is to say officers did, uh, engaging in a sex act and then handing over an undetermined amount of cash. Investigators said Kraft returned 17 hours later, arriving at the upper-middle-class shopping center where the spa was located in a chauffeured blue Bentley, the documents said. Kraft, who's worth $6 billion, was videotaped engaging in sex acts before paying with a $100 bill and another bill, said police. Hours later, he was in Kansas City for the Patriots' victory over the Chiefs in the AFC champion game. Over the weekend, Kraft released an apologetic statement about the case, quote, I am truly sorry. I know I have hurt and disappointed my family, my close friends, my co-workers, our fans, and many others who rightfully hold me to a higher standard, which is a strange thing for him to uh, release before the trial. In deference to the judicial process, wrote Kraft, I have remained silent these past several weeks to correct some of the misinformation surrounding this matter. My attorney made his first public comments on Friday. I would like to use this opportunity to say something that I've wanted to say for weeks. He said, further, throughout my life, I've always tried to do the right thing. The last thing I would ever want to do is disrespect another human being. I have extraordinary respect for women. My morals and my soul were shaped by the most wonderful woman, the love of my life, who I was blessed to have as my partner for 50 years." Sounds like she might have passed passed away. So so. is
1: he saying he was disrespecting his wife, or he was disrespecting?
0: I don't know what he's saying. I mean, he paid them, so therefore he respected them. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's disrespectful to women to pay for sex. I just don't think that it is.
0: It's not at all. It's a voluntary exchange. Yeah, it would have only been disrespect if he had hired a sex slave through a pimp or something like that. Or
1: perhaps it was disrespectful to his wife because he made a promise to her and he broke it. Could be. Yeah.
0: Uh, He says further in his statement, quote, as I move forward, I hope to continue to use the platform with which I've been blessed to help others try to make a difference. I expect to be judged and not by my words, but by my actions. And through those actions, I hope to regain your confidence and respect. Now, isn't it interesting that he feels as though uh, people have lost respect for him, even though he has yet to be actually convicted of this thing. He's going to trial.
1: It sounds like he's admitting guilt to the public. It does. Yeah, because if if he's innocent, he has nothing to apologize for.
0: I agree so, yeah, I mean he was it sounds like he was at this place, right? like they probably have some some evidence against uh-huh. him, um, but nonetheless, he's going to trial, so maybe he's hoping for a better plea deal, because this is the other um... side of the plea deal is usually they'll offer you one plea deal initially. And then if you don't take it, they may offer you a better one later on down the line.
1: I wonder if there's some technicality that the police messed up and he knows about it Could so if he knows he'll win on a technicality but if it, he he also knows that it's going to be obvious that he did it.
0: Then he, yeah. And just then this is just conjecture but be. The toll-free number here tonight is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Ian Laurel and Johnson in the studio. You can join us here. Coming up, copyright in the EU. This Kamala Harris promise on teachers' salaries. we got all that on the way. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us right here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We do have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms with you in the studio tonight. It's Ian.
2: I'm Laurel. And I'm Johnson.
0: We also are big fans of the folks over at Liberty.Menu. It is a tool for the Liberty community. Individuals Perhaps like you who reject the initiation of force and who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle, they, and you, if you qualify, uh, are welcome to post over at liberty.menu. If you're not a libertarian or voluntarist or liberty-loving anarchist, you probably don't belong there uh, because it's only for people who actually agree with you know liberty. So go to liberty.menu, use code FTL, you can get a special Free Talk Live listener badge for your profile there. And it's free to post your business or your event or your digital content that you create on Liberty menu.
2: What would they do if well, uh, somebody who was like a flagrant statist?
0: I don't know. I don't know how they would handle that. I guess they would have to figure out that they were first and foremost, because if you just were to quietly post your business there, then they may not know. Um, so I, I guess you'd have to somehow telegraph that Some you sort were sort of
2: like bernie fan club business yeah it could, be. it
0: could be uh so go to liberty.menu and get started over there as we continue let's go to your calls and thoughts we've got tom in hudson new hampshire tom you're on free talk live go ahead
5: it's, it's about the college admissions scandal going around one of the people that's facing uh, recently uh, just got charged uh guess what he's being charged with he's uh from for what he did at, uh, or accused of doing at Georgetown University, I'll give you a clue. He's a tennis coach.
1: Is he getting being yes, charged uh, under RICO?
5: He, he's a tennis coach, or he was at, at Georgetown, and he's being charged with racketeering.
1: Yeah, he's being charged under RICO.
0: No, yeah, is this the
5: a tennis coach charged with, with? It's the players who are supposed to be the racketeers when you're playing tennis, not the coach. See, so, uh,
0: is this the uh, is this the the situation where there were SAT scores that were being faked? It was is that what you're talking about, Tom? Uh, th-
5: there was stuff like that going on, but uh, anyway, the uh, other part of this, besides the pun about racketeering, is <laughs> he, uh, finally I didn't catch it until you said that.
0: Okay, you can't tell her until Saturday night.
5: You'll <laughs> laugh in church on Sunday. But the other part of it is, you still there? We're right yeah, here. I'm sorry. Okay, is that he was afraid we an interesting part of uh how for grades k through twelve there's all kinds of uh th- stuff like that going on you you have to come up with a six hundred thousand dollar mortgage so you can have a uh, uh legal place of residence within the town limits those lines on the map for the district where they have the elite k through twelve schools that have the you know the highest rating in the state and stuff like that so you know, it's been going on uh, for years and years right out in the open as far as grades K-12 through 12 with the government-run indoctrination centers, and so why is that still acceptable, and yet this other kind of bribery is not? That's another way to say Well, it's okay it. when you course, do it
0: through the system, but when you do it outside see, of the system, then they get mad.
5: The, and when, if you don't like it there, you know, if you uh, don't want to pay, Those taxes, you want to send your kid to a legitimate school, you still have to pay for the uh, government-run indoctrination centers, or else the cops will come in and uh, haul you out of your house, and they'll sell your house to somebody else. So always remember, everything is always the fault of cops.
0: (laughs) Thanks for the call tonight, Tom. Uh, The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. This whole uh, college scandal, it's just... So uninteresting to me because, I mean, the whole system is, all, as Tom was kind of pointing out there, the whole system is already designed to benefit the 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 rich and the the wealthy to some extent over everybody else. I mean, they're the ones who tend to run for political office. They're the ones who buy the politicians. Uh, they get the laws with, you know, loopholes carved out for them. Well,
1: to me, the, the only interesting thing about it was that it really clarified something that, okay, we already knew which was that one of the major values of the education isn't the education, it's the social status that comes with it mm-hmm. because people are not paying hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars to just to get into the school and expect to get that money back based on the improved earning potential for going to the school. It's obviously not about increased earning potential, it's about social status. So it, it just... It's, to me, it's the case you can point to to say college isn't about education. It's about social status and we should opt out.
0: There uh, was an update on this case, by the way, and it's basically just one of those Hollywood stories that, you know, everybody's everybody loves their Hollywood stars. Uh, and it's just a way to kind of try to make some of them, you know, to, to, to tarnish their reputations, uh, essentially. there. I don't think there's a real crime here. I'm sorry. I just uh, it's just. Oh no! Somebody cheated on their SATs.
1: I don't think they should be charged under RICO. I think that's God
0: no. There's not even. I don't even think there's a criminal action here. I mean, there's no real victim. I mean, besides the only thing you could argue is that somebody didn't get into a college because this person did get into a college, Mm -hmm. and that to me isn't really like a big deal because there's a bunch of colleges out there. Okay, you didn't get into one college, you could apply at another college. I. I mean, I'm not I don't feel too strongly one way or the other, but I definitely don't feel like charges and court time and prosecutors hours need Mm -hmm. to be spent on something like this, because show me the victim. Who is the victim here? In this case. Uh, in the case of Lori Laughlin, who is the uh, actress many remember from the Full House series, she mm-hmm. was one of the names that was brought up as uh, one of the two actresses that were charged in this case. Her daughter, uh, who looks just like her, uh, Olivia Jade, says her parents have now ruined her life because of the college admission scandal. She told, uh, or a, a source told Entertainment Tonight that Jade is angry with her parents because she told them she didn't want to go to college. So she is saying she didn't know anything about this. She probably didn't. And that uh, they they basically pushed her into going to college because one of the things she was criticized for right after this thing struck right after the news hit was there was a youtube video where she's complaining about going to college
1: because she didn't want to go in the first place
0: right so she honestly didn't want like she's not making that up she prior to the charges coming out had made this video complaining about college. She just wants to party. You know, she doesn't really care about education. And of course people came down on her for that because oh, you know, college is so important and how dare you, you know, you have this great opportunity.
1: You know, I'm sorry to say I actually saw a snippet of that video.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's not what I usually watch, but somehow, Me I, somehow
0: it. I came across it too.
1: And she's basically saying that she already has a job that she's, mm-hmm. she's a YouTuber right. and she has a big audience, obviously not the genre that I'm interested in, but she has... Yeah, she just like makeup videos yeah, or something. Yeah, and she gets money, so why go to college if you're already making the money and you right. already have a following? And who can blame ar- her for yeah. saying,
0: "Okay, well, my parents are, you know, making me go to this thing. All right, I might as well just party while I'm here because who cares?" Right. I she mean, Who can mean blame it. her. Right. For- for having that attitude. I mean, you can say, yeah, she's a spoiled little brat. Yeah, and maybe well, you want to no,
2: back up are... in your life. You know, you're relying on a co- another company for your entire uh, source. I mean, yeah, maybe she's got the stability of a community if that community follows her to another platform, if Google becomes the S show that it's becoming
0: currently. You're saying they cut her off from YouTube yeah, or something like they that? or just demonetize. Yeah, but the fact
1: have... of the matter is that, I mean, every jo- every business has the possibility of the business ending. The fact sure. of the matter is she's running her own business. She's well, not and just she had, a like girl. some
0: kind of deal with like uh, I don't know if it was like a makeup company or something. She uh-huh. also has other things going on. It's not that she's just a YouTuber. Yeah, right. Of course she got dropped from one of those contracts as because a result of, of the scandal. Yeah. Um, we're coming up here. It is Free Talk Live.
6: Go to the and receive updates and insights you will not find anywhere else on the web. You will discover how to grow and protect your wealth under all market conditions. The free Morgan Report provides interviews, webinars, question and answer sessions, plus mind-blowing videos. As
2: David Morgan says, let my passion create your wealth. TheMorganReport.com the
0: Free Talk Live, you dial toll-free and bring us anything you want. Our number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Boy, how dare you, uh, you know, dare you come out against the college system and disrespect it by basically saying, admitting the truth, in the case of this uh, Olivia Jade is her name, the daughter of Lori Laughlin. Uh, complaining because her life she says has been ruined now obviously that's what you might expect a teenager to yeah. s- to say during uh, a situation like this but life. she may actually have an argument at the very least that her life as she knows it uh in the moment has been ruined because she's lost two business deals as a result of the scandal brought about by her parents Paying bribes, essentially, to get her daughter or to get their daughter into the, uh, the the college system.
1: Now, part of me is sympathetic because her parents did cause her to lose the deal. But then also she probably got the deal in the first place because those were her parents.
0: Oh, yeah, likely. I mean, she is uh, wealthy. She's attractive. And she apparently had two major sponsors, Tresem and Sephora. And I believe those are like women's makeup, makeup brands. She lost both of those deals. Tresem or Tresemme or uh, TRESemmé <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tresemme would be like hair products.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Hair products. Gotcha. Sephora would be makeup. Sephora's yeah. makeup. Okay, got it. So, makeup and hair products. Anyway, she lost both those deals because of this. So, did she do something wrong? I mean... Nope. Besides speak out about how she didn't want to be in college right Mm -hmm. like that's the only thing that's what this was all about when you know this news broke and she was getting a lot of heat it wasn't because she knew she allegedly didn't have any idea that they cheated on her behalf to get her in but it was simply because of her attitude towards college and I think that's why she's being punished uh, by people is this this idea that college is so important and so great and you have to do it and how dare you have a you know a negative attitude about it and I can understand why somebody would criticize her for being bratty, well, that's well, probably but true but that
1: attacks the social the, uh, that attacks the basis of the social status for so many people who get their social status that way so you can't attack the basis for them having uh, pride in themselves, what they see as important and relevant to where what their position is in society so that's why they can't have her say that
2: well there's also plenty of you know moderately pretty girls who have you know don't have massive youtube followings Mm -hmm. and the very fact that she has a massive youtube following may have something to do with who she is Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so for sure uh you know people are going to be upset about that as well because you know jealousy
0: yes indeed so i don't know there's not much else to uh, to say about this i i think it's the whole thing the prosecution is a complete waste of uh, taxpayer dollars and yeah and let know.
1: me let me add this if people want to get their social status from schools that's fine they you know they do what they want but we shouldn't be using our taxpayer dollars to get all of the funding for the schools that way
0: oh god yeah the schools should be completely disconnected from the government but that's mm-hmm. a whole other issue <laughs> let's go to sarah in new mexico you're on free talk live hello sarah
7: yeah, I just did. I wanna. I would just wanna bring up that eight hundred uh, pedestrians were struck by cars <laughs> last year here here in New Mexico.
2: It's funny, you
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to. Like, I don't okay. mean to. Imagine.
2: My question is: Do you think uh, of those pedestrians? Right, what percentage of those per- pedestrians that were struck by cars uh, have been have gone to high school and college? I'm just curious. Do you think that they were all well educated people, or do you think that they uh, did not attend uh, higher education? Well, I, I do
7: not. I do not know like the breakdowns, but I, I know that you, you had you to take a that, guess. Um, well, you know that New Mexico from she's not like, educated enough to
0: take that guess. Uh, no hypothesis. No hypothesis.
7: The thing about it is that we know that we were like ranked like lowest in education. You know that, right? from K to 12.
0: You mean you as in the, the... That's
2: interesting. So that would be an interesting angle of figuring it out. Are there more pedestrians struck in New Mexico than any other state because their education system is so low? Are you is suggesting, Johnson, that
0: people are pedestrians if they're uneducated because well, they can't no, drive? Well, no, I'm just
2: su- suggesting maybe they, uh, <laughs> if they're uneducated they haven't ever learned to look both ways before they cross the
0: street.
1: They, well, I did learn that in <laughs> school, I gotta say.
0: You learned that? At, you had to wait till school to learn that? My parents taught yeah, me I that when I was like two or Well, they taught us something. again just
1: to be sure just to be extra really?
0: sure yeah wow Keep i don't right. remember learning that in school so to
2: be fair i almost did expire by car when i was young because i did was you? running around in a superman costume when i was like well, a very that's, young that's person a, I a, almost ran. you thought you could stop the cars you well, were superman it wasn't that quite that bad it was just you know not paying attention and, mm-hmm. and almost mm-hmm. running directly into the road sarah
7: well you know i believe that because of our low education level that we have um like very bad, um, like, traffic laws, like people going both ways on one-way street, people running stop signs and red lights. Man, it sounds um, like anarchy there. Well, it's just the the lack of education. It's just... um, You know what my mother said once?
1: My mother broke some sort of traffic law while I was in the car, and I said, Mom, what are you doing? And she said, traffic laws are for people who don't know how to drive. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: That's pretty true. It's absolutely true. Well, Sarah, what do you oh, want to do there's, about there's,
7: this? Well, I'm just bringing it up. And you know what's amazing? I meant, why is it? And then I, 86 out of those 800 are dead. And and the whole thing about it is, that why am I out of New Mexico? I know David calls in all the time um, from New Mexico, but I am very upset about this. I Wait, over on 700
1: the of the 800 people who were struck by a car didn't die? That's right. That's impressive.
7: Well, okay, uh, yeah. So, yeah, they they didn't they they got injured, they got hurt, and I met two of them with broken legs. No. But but what are they doing about it? Here's the thing: is that well, it's perplexing. is the the lack of education, the low education. People are complacent. They 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 accept it. If you got injured, they should be suing the city to get the red light cameras back up. If there wasn't a red light camera before. Unless people were killed, now they're getting hit and killed.
0: But what they portion of these suit? people are getting hit at intersections? You don't know that. Red light cameras don't necessarily have anything to do with uh, avoiding car accidents with pedestrians. You understand that, right?
7: But what I'm is, if they could if you if they were if they could prove before and afterwards if they were if they were hit by a red light violator at that intersection. And there was a red okay light camera, I if, if they were at the an again. intersection
0: and right. somebody violated the red light and then hit somebody I'm not saying it's impossible but I suspect that of those 800 accidents it uh, was a de minimis uh, level of uh, you know accidents that actually were involving the red light cameras or the lack thereof but what do you want to do about wait, it you wait, want to put red light change, cameras back up and you think do. that's going to help you think that's going to mm-hmm. slow people down that's going to make them pay more attention to pedestrians?
7: Well, of course, it's going to make the intersection stable, stable
1: for uh, pedestrians, and more of us would Well, are they? The are these people who are getting hit? Are most of them getting hit at the intersections, or are they getting hit at her. the she middle of the know. street? Oh, she doesn't know. She
0: doesn't know.
7: Well, I, I do not know because yeah. it just happens ev- everywhere, and yeah. I know that And the other thing
0: that you uh, that you, that you are not mentioning and that you never talk about is the fact that we've we've checked you on these claims before, Sarah. Um, and that it's actually the reason why people are getting hit is because they're they're falling in front of cars, right? They're, they're drunk. drunk, so that's your real problem. I mean, no amount of uh, cameras, no amount of devices is going to be able to save a person who's so out of it through inebriation that they stumble in front of a car that is speeding at them, you know, at thirty or forty or fifty miles an hour. There's just no way. If you are within a certain distance of somebody stumbling into the street, you will not be able to pull out of the way in time. I mean, it's just impossible.
2: So I wonder what the connection here is. So um, what do you think the second most uh, fatalities, uh, you know, by pedestrian, you know, pedestrian fatalities? Are we
1: doing like as a rate or absolute number?
2: Um, Per 1,000. Okay. Per 100,000. New York? Florida.
0: Florida.
1: Uh, uh, And actually,
2: Florida used to be. Uh, the topmost and New Mexico took the took the title.
0: Florida's yeah. got red light cameras all over the place.
2: Right. But but Florida used to be uh the you know the most pedestrian deaths, but now uh, But New now Mexico that they have the red light cameras.
0: You're making your argument for her Johnson. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for the call tonight, Sarah. The toll-free number is 855 450 free We got time for you. Your calls and thoughts on the way Johnson will be telling us about the EU. And a, yeah, that's going to be appropriate (laughs) because it's an icky censorship bill that is apparently going full steam ahead. uh, And we'll tell you about how that may affect you outside of the EU, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, This could be very, very bad. And we'll get into that coming up here. Plus this Kamala Harris lady and the proposal, the promise for increasing teacher salaries across the board. It's Free Talk Live. Dial, toll-free, and bring up anything that you want. Our number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's 855-450-3733. And we've also got the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Want to make sure you know about Bitcoin.com? It is your premier source for everything Bitcoin-related. Bitcoin.com can help you choose your Bitcoin wallet as well as buy some Bitcoin show you where you can spend your Bitcoin as well. Uh, You go to Bitcoin.com, you can read the latest news headlines on their news site and engage with the community on the Bitcoin Forum. Go to Bitcoin.com with you tonight. It's Ian. I'm Laurel. And I'm Johnson. Back to the phones to your calls and thoughts. Eric in Georgia, you're on Free Talk Live, watching us on YouTube. Go ahead, Eric.
8: Hey, thanks for having me. Sure. Yes. um, Yeah. First, remember, I, I called in the Sunday to talk about universal basic income Okay. how it be voluntary. And um, there's one point that we did not really touch on that I think is uh, most important. Why I do think people would pay for it voluntarily is because... Just to recap briefly,
0: I, I'm sorry for our listeners yeah. just tuning in. Uh, your proposal, if I recall correctly, was to basically have a lotto that would fund yeah. a universal basic income.
8: Yeah, it would be... Um, Basically, it wouldn't be a set amount. It would just uh, be a, 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 based on how much money is raised we would have. A portion would be
5: mm-hmm.
8: set aside for the actual prize money. The rest would be go to give everyone a dividend of just uh, how much is raised.
0: Okay, so we were skeptical in the studio, but uh, go ahead with whatever you wanted to add to that.
8: Well, one thing on this, and um, I would say it does address a problem or an issue, I think, if, if we don't go for... And if it's not, if the solution is not, not a universal basic income, I would say we should at least be thinking about it is that right now, I'm, I'm sure you probably have heard this before, is that we are in the, we're probably in the, in the very beginning of a very, very, very painful transition as about, is projected to be about 30 to 45% of all jobs will be automated. And, um all a lot of people out of work. Well, that presumes that there's problems. this is
0: the fear mongering that goes around mm-hmm. to justify the UBI. It presumes that the elimination of a job won't won't be supplanted by the creation of new jobs.
2: Right. We
1: I think should, it's. should. Go ahead. We
2: should subsidize uh, buggy whip makers. Uh, we should have a <laughs> universal basic mm-hmm. income for all people uh, who care for horses um, because it's uh, extremely important because their jobs are going to be automated by these uh, motor cars. So so mm-hmm. I think that Aww. it's
1: fine for us to be talking about the possibility that jobs will actually be displaced. We don't know whether that's going to happen or not, but it is right. a possibility. We could talk about that, And sure. I think that it's it's fair for us to be looking at possible solutions and putting everything on the table. However, having said that, I think for both of them, we should be acknowledging that we're talking about a possibility something 20 years, maybe 40 years, maybe further in the future, if it happens at all. Well, so we are talking About the possibility of these things happening. So when we're looking at solutions, we are not looking at implementing these solutions now or in the next few years. We're just talking about the possibility of if this does materialize at some point, what might our solutions be far in the future? This should not be an argument for instituting these things before there's an actual problem.
7: Well, I would
8: well for starters, I would wait until I would, if we were to do something like this on universal based income you don't want to wait until the problem actually gets here. Why not for one thing because with why is that
1: why, why, why do you want if to if implement to, to, if, why do you want to implement the solution before the problem
8: Because I don't think at that point if actually we have 45 percent of all jobs are or 45 percent of people are at work, is that's, that's not going to happen. Forty-five percent unemployment.
0: But that's not going to happen overnight. It's not like you're going to wake up tomorrow morning or well, yeah. ten years, and then all of a sudden it's going to go from zero to forty-five percent. I mean, it would be increasing over some amount of time. Mm-hmm. I would imagine if that were to actually well, occur. Well,
8: yeah, that's, that's starting now, though. That is starting now.
1: So, what's the actually. unemployment rate right, right, right Excuse me, what's the unemployment rate right now? Isn't it like five percent?
8: That I don't have the numbers right before me, but I do know that jobs are being
1: automated, though. That's true. But, the, and, um, but if the but, unemployment yeah. rate isn't going up, then we are finding... Those people are new, finding work. Exactly. And people are finding work right. in other segments of the economy, which is exactly what Ian is saying is going to happen. I, I
2: have a, a radical idea. How about instead of a universal basic income, we have a universal zero tax rate?
8: Sure. I would be I'm in favor for that. And that's to just reiterate for that. That's why I'm proposing it be funded voluntarily by well, primarily through lottery tickets. So I'm open for opening up to other voluntary revenue uh, areas though. But um but yeah, so I would say why not both.
0: Well again, if it is um, voluntary, then-, then by all means have at it. If you want to create a voluntary program where people can essentially Uh disincentivize people from working.
2: Why couldn't you start this now?
1: By the way, the the unemployment rate right now is 3.8%, which is very low.
0: Across the United States. Yes, and that
1: is as of February of
2: 2019. And and the question you have to ask yourself is, if this is something that you could start now, why it doesn't exist? Probably, maybe, because it doesn't
0: work. Well, there are some people who have experimented with UBI. Uh Um, There was an experiment over in was it Finland? They dropped that like real fast. It didn't I, even make I it. I think the full. there's
1: a city out in California where they're trying it out. There and is I one. Think that Stockton. one's being
0: p- um, funded by private donors. Oh, I see. In that, in that case, from what yeah. I understand. Well, I still think it's fair,
1: fair. It's fair to try it out and see how it goes, and see whether people go out and mm-hmm. and uh, employ themselves in other ways.
0: Hell no, they won't. They're going <laughs> to get. They're going to get cash money for sitting around and doing nothing. All I, this is going to do is incentivize well, laziness. The,
8: I think you're right. Well, I believe the studies in Finland did, um And say it didn't help uh, for unemployment go down, though, but it didn't make it worse, though. It was sort of basically just neutral. But it did help, and it had a very big significant help in the mental health, though.
1: Temporarily. See, this is one of those things where it's like, how long was your study? Because I think most not people, long. most people, Round if they if they get free money, they at, abandon
0: it before they finished it.
1: At first, when, when you oh. get free money, at first, you're super excited and then you get used to it. It's called hedonic adaptation. And with hedonic adaptation, I've not heard that term. Whatever new good thing is happening in your life, you get used to it mm. and then it's no it's longer. Just it's just normal. It also normal. applies
2: to being in prison.
1: It also applies to the reverse. If something bad is going on, you get used to that as well.
0: Right. That's institutionalization in that case, right? So,
1: yes. So with hedonic adaptation, it's just how long is that going to take to to take effect? So people may at first feel better because of this, but eventually they're going to feel normal. And then they're going to want more money. It's not enough. I'm not happy anymore. I'm not as happy as I used to be. Therefore, I need more money. And they'll
0: just complain instead of actually going out and working because Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to just beg. If right. you can get, if begging works, then it's a lot easier to do that.
1: Right. It'll never be enough. Well,
8: one thing I have, to add, I just want to add to the whole horsey and buggy analogy. Though. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, you can obviously, you can, because you can see there's easy, it can, be, it can be a very easy transition from driving a horse and buggy to <laughs> driving a car for this. But if we have like um, automated self-driving cars or truck drivers, that's a bit of a game changer, though.
1: Well, as it's been pointed out so, before, so
8: this, these are, I, I, yeah, so go ahead.
1: With the uh, automated stuff for the truck drivers, it's actually not going to eliminate their jobs. It's going to make their jobs easier because they still need somebody in the truck. For to, now. For, well, they have to have for somebody now. to load it and unload That's it. That's true.
0: They've got that when they get there, though.
1: Yeah, so maybe eventually well, in the future. That, too. Well, maybe eventually in the future it would be fully automated, but we're nowhere near that. We're nowhere near but all But you can of this see it
0: stuff. coming. I mean, it's definitely something they're working towards. Uber and Lyft, for instance, would love to eliminate their human drivers so mm-hmm. they can have completely automated cars picking people up and dropping them off. It lowers the cost of the ride because you don't have to pay a driver. So then all you have is your overhead is gasoline and maintenance on the vehicle. Um, and so that takes a huge chunk out of what they... Because right now Uber and Lyft are paying 75 percent of the the ride to the driver Mm -hmm. so basically they could cut their costs by more than half uh by getting rid of drivers so i mean definitely i understand why people are afraid you know change is inevitable it's Uh this ever looming presence in all of our lives and you know to some extent it's uncomfortable right because it's it gets yeah. us out of our comfort zones if you know change is coming you better do something about it otherwise right. you're going to get left behind
1: but wherever I go in, in in the city everywhere I see everywhere work that needs to be done mm-hmm. just along your street right here you need a sidewalk you need and there's all Hell kinds no. of things
0: <laughs> then they put in those granite curbs no thanks
1: but you can see room for improvement everywhere but those things aren't being done because we you know, as a society, there's a greater need for the work to be done someplace else. Well, if we can get some automation to do the work someplace else, then we will free people up to do these all these other things that need to, need get, to get done. done. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. Hey, Eric, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, oh, and uh, you. good luck with putting together your lottery.
2: Have you heard of the uh, the learn to code meme? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> this is a very interesting meme that has been evolving and probably will continue evolving but essentially the idea is that you know if these truckers are learning losing their jobs and this is not where i'm going to end this but since
0: we're we can continue here, uh,
2: the, the suggestion is that they learn to code uh-huh. and uh that meme has evolved dramatically from there
0: and to basically program their replacements essentially sure all right more coming up here if we want to continue this is free talk live hour three is next You love Bitcoin. It's the future, right? Well, no, not if everyone stops using it. I mean, think about it. How many places in your town take Bitcoin? One? None? Let's be real. If this Bitcoin thing is ever going to happen, it's going to need your help. The good news is the guys at AnyPay have your back. We built a website called HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com, and it's a place you can send any business. And they'll be set up to take Bitcoin in five minutes. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. It's Free Talk Live, dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM as we launch into the third hour of the program, where you are invited to take control of the airwaves with you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. I'm Laurel. And I'm Johnson. And you can bring up anything that you want, uh, whether it's the college scandal or, uh, as we talked about earlier, alternative sentencing, anything goes. Uh, here on free talk live let's go back to your phone calls and thoughts and then coming up johnson you've got a story out of the eu a follow-up on it i think we covered this i don't know maybe it was on one of your nights or maybe it was a friday when chris is here probably a friday uh but uh the eu copyright crackdown uh that we'll get into it's apparently moving closer to becoming a reality uh,
2: it's become a reality oh boy today.
0: yeah we'll we'll share more about what that means and what it what it means for you even if you're outside of the eu as most of our audience is uh so why it's relevant that's all on the way uh here in this hour your calls and thoughts first though let's go to bad slave to start things out on our discord in lines go ahead bad slave
6: thank you for taking my call yes. and uh Laurel, I Hi. have a question for you. Sure, how you doing? Good. That's great. I um, the uh, New Hampshire Bar Association. I know you've not been in New Hampshire a long time, but uh, I mean, you probably have an idea of how these bar associations, you know, do their business, whatever that may be.
1: Uh-huh.
6: Um, and uh, I actually think that they are perpetrating evil and uh, so my recommendation is that the uh, legislature uh, you know pass some new regulation to uh, enable the possibility of uh, multiple regulatory uh, agencies to uh, regulate the legal
0: now, wait a minute. When you say regulatory agency, are you talking about a government bureaucracy?
6: No, I would actually rather it private. Like,
1: well, the bar association. The bar. I mean, basically, it, it is uh, lawyers
6: it is regulate private, themselves. Private, but it's a, it's a it's an established monopoly. Yes, that gives us no choices.
0: Yes. So, just to be clear, normally when the term regulation is used, at least in my experience, it has to do with government control. Um, usually in the marketplace, you use terms like certification, voluntary, you know, certification uh, that, that's a,
6: that would be an additional change that I would be asking for in this legislation: is that people that are not um, that are not licensed be allowed to uh, to practice law as well?
0: Uh, I would like to see that, and uh, I know Laurel, you talked earlier tonight about attorneys. You having some spats with some of the people in the yeah. attorney world about your ad, uh, your avocation that there should be more transparency right. within the law. Um, that
1: attorneys should be a convenience to help you do it as opposed to a necessity.
0: And they don't like that. Um, certainly those same attorneys that would argue against you in that case would probably be against bad slaves proposal because mm-hmm. allowing just anybody to so-called practice law is a huge threat to their uh, their monopoly well, or their oligopoly
1: i mean i'm of I'm two minds on this well okay so a couple of things one there being a monopoly well i mean in some ways but then there's 50 monopolies so in some sense you do have states competing with each other so it's hard to say it's but, not within not, one, but, not but
0: within one within state, state. Yeah. Yeah.
1: right not within the state
0: within one state in new hampshire i will say this um and i don't know how many states are like this and you may not either uh, but uh you can do an attorney in fact uh representation and i believe that's where my understanding that's the terminology where if i wanted to have bad slave be my representation in court i could have him apply to do that now he he does have to be of good character i believe is the requirement in new hampshire so because you've got a felony on your uh on your rap sheet they may just reject you out of hand because of that but Without any kind of excuse, you know, without a a criminal record or something they could point to, they by default should allow any layman to represent another person. So it can be done, but there are provisions that limit the number of times per year that an individual can do this.
1: Well, yeah, the whole attorney in fact thing is basically having somebody act on your behalf. Usually, because you can't get there yourself. So, let's say you're out of the country, and there's something where you're supposed to appear in person. You can get somebody to go instead of you, and that's what an attorney, in fact, is. I don't
0: doubt that it can be used in that way, but right. in, around here, well, it was uh,
6: actually used. It was actually used in the case of uh, of a divorce uh, between one of the uh, uh, Supreme Court. New Hampshire Supreme Court ju- justices and and his wife, the uh, wife was represented by a, an attorney.
0: In fact, right,
6: right. Uh, Here we've had it not...
0: used in criminal cases right. uh, yeah, where, yeah,
6: well,
0: where the individual doesn't want to hire an attorney and they have a friend who you know is certainly not the level of an attorney as far as their yeah, their experience, I like, but, I, but but I think someone I'm... who's willing to help and who wants to handle the representation and they've been allowed to. Judges have approved uh, Layman being. Uh, being yeah. attorneys, in fact, what I think, uh, I think I what you want to see happen, I think what you right, I think what you want to see happen is it just be allowed across the board, no limitations, because right now, there's, buyer beware. Yeah. Well,
1: uh, but I, I do, I have seen people practicing law without a license who don't know what they're doing and present themselves as knowing what they're doing. Well, buyer and really beware, up the as
0: case. he said. I mean, if yeah. you, if and, you, and walk,
6: the other thing is, is that the The bar association will not really allow you to uh, operate out of a common law arrangement. Yeah, well, what
1: what I'm describing—these people are who are practicing law without a license—it's illegal, and they could go to prison. But the fact of the matter is that the prosecutors very rarely go. We call them notarios. Why is it illegal?
6: Who's made it illegal?
1: Because the lawyers, duh. Well, yeah, that's part of it. But also, they are well. Okay, so with with immigrants. In a lot of the countries that they come from, there is this intermediary, and this might be what you're, you know, sort of proposing, which is a notario, sort of like a notary public, but it's, um well, the terminology sounds similar, but a notario is somebody who's allowed to practice law in a very limited capacity. They're allowed to complete forms and stuff like that, and that's in Latin America. It's sort of like a nurse practitioner hmm. in medicine in the U.S., where there's a lot that they can do, but then there's limits on how much they can do, but they can so, like a nurse practitioner can prescribe medications, et cetera. So- so, so a notario, okay. So wait, let me let me just finish this. So I'm almost done. Is that the okay. the um these people are playing on this misunderstanding that immigrants have that a notary public is not a notario. It's not the same thing. A right. notary public is only authorized to verify somebody's signature. So they are taking advantage of people's presumption that they know more about the law than they sure. do. Um. So I but there have are actually
6: There are actually people that have studied the law on their own and and know it as well and and operate, you know, uh, you know, in a pro se or a, 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 a sui juris arrangement right. Uh, right. all the time that and, and are successful and uh, and and then people also who who use. Uh, common law style of, uh, uh, you know.
1: Right. There is actually what you're describing. uh, There is something like that again in immigration. It's called an accredited representative. And that is somebody who has studied immigration law only, not other parts of law, isn't licensed to practice law in general, but gets accredited to do immigration only. And they can represent people in court. But
6: going back to, you said it was illegal to practice law without a license. I'm saying take the license away. We don't need it. Uh, you know, all that that is is a restriction right. of trade. Open and- up the
0: market to anybody that wants to offer those services. And I agree with you. And thank you for the call tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let the let the consumer make the decision. Do you want to go? and hire an attorney who went to school and has the degree and has the Bar Association mm-hmm. approval and all that? Or do you want to hire the equivalent of a Shade Tree attorney, somebody who's done the studying, but mm-hmm. they never went to school? Maybe they're as good, if not better, than an attorney, but they don't have the piece of paper, so they don't charge as much. Um, I think that would be a good thing, because it would drive rates down. Back in be... the
1: day, all you had to do was pass the exam. That's why the bar exam existed. You didn't have to go oh, to really? law school. You didn't have to go to college. You just passed the bar exam.
0: Uh, the toll free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And that proposal that Bad Slave is making would mean there could be an alternative bar that just allows you to pass the exam and then that's it. They don't require you to go to school. So there could be mm-hmm. different levels of qualification Wait. here. And of course, then there would be different pricing uh, for people to choose. There's more coming up here as well. You can join us on Free Talk Live. Copyright coming up. Oh, hey, Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything that you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like Freedom. And we've got the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Here tonight, it's Ian.
2: I'm Laurel. And I'm Johnson.
0: Also, thanks to Troy, who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier, meaning Troy has uh, contributed $5 per month to the show. Uh, for some amount of time and so we are thanking all of our amplifiers who have opted in to being thanked because by default when you amp free talk live you are anonymous Um, But if you would like to be thanked, then you can fill out, you know, just a couple fields and then we'll know what to call you. You can call yourself whatever. Have us call you pretty much whatever you want, as long as it's FCC friendly. And uh, so go to join the AMP program and get some cool perks and some bonuses uh, because you're supporting what we do. That $5 a month that we ask for. And again, that's the silver level. That's what Troy is. Uh, that $5 a month helps us get on more radio stations, bringing new listeners on board with the show and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So if you want to help spread the ideas of liberty and you like what we're doing, then please join the AMP program over at amp.freetalklive.com. It makes a big difference for us when you do that. That's amp.freetalklive.com. It's going to be some real bad news coming up here, Johnson, that you're going to share out of the EU, but it's not just for the EU. It's going to affect it could affect. Possibly well beyond that. We'll get into mm-hmm. it. Uh, but let's go to David in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live first. Go ahead, David.
9: Yeah, La Cosa Nostra, the Bar Associ- Association, as well as the law schools and everything else associated with our law, the courts themselves, the judges, absolutely beyond the shadow of a doubt is a racketeering organization. And uh, let me just cite the one, for instance, uh, most people don't have a real world experience with a bar association and i had filed a bar bitch as they call it against um an attorney and what this attorney did was this attorney was appointed by the state and accepted the appointment to represent me in child custody issue um and he was appointed because a statute said that the state must appoint an attorney and then on on initial consultation with me that attorney or the uh, decided he didn't want to work with me because of the way you hear me speak right now I don't take any crap from anybody
5: mm-hmm. and so he
9: didn't want to work with me fine and he said that I quit and I will notify judge John J. Romero jr that I am withdrawing from the case and the judge can then appoint a replacement attorney and so uh, a month and a half later I contacted that that appointed attorney back again and he has not done what he said he was going to do and another month later, still hadn't done it. Then I called John J. Romero Jr.'s office and talked to Daniel's assistant twice, uh, with a month in between. Both times, Daniel contacted this attorney uh, by telephone, presumably. I don't know what they sent him in writing. Um, and, uh, and he still did not file the appropriate paperwork to withdraw from the case. And then finally, the, the court scheduled a hearing and uh, dragged that attorney's butt into the courtroom and said, you know, file this motion. A month and a half later after that hearing, that attorney still did not file that motion. Also, that was a hearing in my case. That attorney never gave me timely notice that that that, uh, uh, hearing had even happened. And so I missed that hearing, the first one that that I ever missed in 10 years. And, and so that was that was, you know, you know, half a year down the road because it started in February. That was in July. In October, that attorney still had not filed the order that the judge ordered him to file back in July. And, and so uh, finally, in the middle of October, that attorney finally got around to filing a one paragraph proposed order uh, that the judge had already said he was going to sign. And, and to this date, to this day, whatever, it's March, whatever, it's about to be April, I still do not have that uh, replacement attorney appointed because of what the attorney uh, did. I filed the bar complaint against this attorney. The bar came back and said he did nothing wrong. Mm. That's, Im- that's impossible that he did nothing wrong. The bar associations with the evidence I just laid out are absolutely Racketeering. So you're Absolutely saying they're protecting they cannot...
0: this. You're saying the Bar Association is covering for this guy.
9: Uh, yes, I just laid out the facts and all of them I can back up with court admissible evidence. And if anybody hearing those facts that I can back up with that court admissible evidence says that that's entirely ridiculous in the context of a child custody case where the earth has gone completely around the sun. Another time in the, in, the, in, in the lives of minor children who have not seen their father in 11 and a half years.
0: Well, do, do, does the and Bar Association attorney- have to actually give you a reason as to why the attorney is totally fine? Or is it just like they just make the decision? Oh, everything's fine. Goodbye. Have a nice day.
9: Well, what, what, I, I don't know what they're bound to, but I can tell you what they did. They sent me a written notice saying that the bar finds that nothing wrong happened. It doesn't, mm-hmm. He didn't do anything wrong.
0: Well, what they could be arguing here is that he did file the paperwork. It just took him eight months to get around to it.
9: You know, he's busy. Yeah, but that, 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 but, but that's malpractice. It Hmm. doesn't take, I, uh, I I am not an attorney. I can file that motion and do every, I can do everything that that, you know, if I, if I was, you're talking about uh, attorneys that are not formally attorneys. If I did that, I could do that for somebody and I could have that whole process completed in 24 hours if necessary. I can certainly do it in under a week.
1: I'll just just FYI, malpractice suit is different from a bar complaint. So a bar complaint, you would have I, to. I
9: know that. I know that. What I said okay. Well, our listeners <laughs> may not know. Did. Don't try and help. Our, them.
0: our listeners our, may not know that, David. So can you continue your explanation, that. Laurel? Uh,
1: yeah, a bar complaint you have to allege that the person has made a, a professional um, violation of the rules of professional responsibility. Whereas in a malpractice claim, you are showing that there was. Um, something that caused some harm to your case. Hmm. So an attorney can actually do something unethical without it hurting your case, or it can hurt your case. Whereas malpractice, you're going after monetary damages. So you don't get any monetary damages with a bar complaint.
0: Thanks for the call tonight, David. I don't think he was looking for monetary damage, just looking for some sort of acknowledgement right. that he was Attention. right. Right, And they were wrong.
1: <laughs> well, the reason that I brought it up is because he was saying what the attorney did and that he'd done this bar complaint and then he said, well, that's malpractice. Mm-hmm. So I was pointing out to the audience that it's, it's not the same thing.
0: Gotcha. Uh, so I can understand why he's frustrated. I mean, if you have an attorney who's mm-hmm. dragging their feet on something for half a year, that mm-hmm. can be pretty annoying. Especially if they're dragging their feet on resigning, which they told you they were going right, to do. Right. So that's frustrating. I'm sure.
2: I mean, I, I would think that maybe instead of if, if it, efforts had been spent rather on, than on you know harassing the attorney, finding a new attorney uh, and getting the judge to just appoint a new attorney, that that probably could have been avoided to a certain extent. Can a judge, my guess. I
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure about how the procedure works. Can a judge just go ahead? And, i imagine he can because they have total control over their courtrooms. But <laughs> can a judge just waive an attorney off of a case who has not put in their resignation and then put a different attorney on the case uh,
1: at the request of, of the a client of the client? Um, probably, but I'm not so. sure. Yeah. I'm not sure.
2: I mean, I'm sure if the judge just contacted the attorney's office and said, "Did you resign?" Yeah.
1: Okay. He and might I'm have not sure. to have it in writing. It but, has to yeah. come in writing. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that if there was, like, a paper sent over, it wouldn't be, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, let's make this simple. Signature. Okay, bye.
0: Toll-free number tonight is 855-450-free. Well, so, this thing in, in the EU, was it called? Article 13? That's correct, yeah. This is something we have, I think we've discussed previously, maybe toward the end of 2018 on Free Talk Live, the proposal to basically make it very hard to upload video, as mm-hmm. I as I recall, if I'm recalling the correct proposal. And audio. Proposal. Uh, in the EU, but it's really
2: any kind of content. Actually.
0: Yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, what's going on? Because this apparently is moving ahead. it's It's been passed. Johnson's got the latest on it, and that's coming up on Free Talk Live. Our number here is 855 450 free if you want to join us.
3: We'd like to invite you to visit freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com
0: free talk live you dial toll free if you want to join us here our number is 855-453 that's 855-450-3733 don't forget we are also broadcasting this not just on the radio but also on twitch the What is primarily a video game streaming platform, though we don't do much of the video game streaming, we do uh, mostly talk radio on our Twitch channel. You can tune in uh, whenever it is we're live, and Free Talk Live is there every single night, seven nights a week from 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. You can find us on our Twitch feed over at twitch.lrn.fm. Please give us a follow there. You do have to have an account at Twitch, which is free. Um, It's easy to create an account and then follow our channel and if you really want to go above and beyond do a little bit of activism leave the channel open on your browser if you've got a computer at your house or your business or your office uh, that is on 24 hours a day just leave it up that way when you're there. There we, we will be if we're live. And it's not just us that's on the channel. Also, The Call to Freedom, uh, which is an afternoon show on LRN.FM. There's some other shows like uh, Questioning Authority on Saturday night. So there's other content there uh, that you'll be able to see as well. Uh, this afternoon, Call of Freedom took the day off, so I put Jazzy Girl, uh, the, the studio dog, here on cam for a couple hours. You get to watch her sleep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not the most popular video, but some people like it. Anyway, go to twitch.lrn.fm. You can follow our channel there. And thank you for, uh, for doing that, because the more people that watch us on Twitch, uh, the larger our presence will be on that platform and the more new people will find us. So it's why I say it's activism, because every single viewer helps push up the number, total number of viewers, and the higher the number of viewers... The higher will be ranked on the talk shows category on Twitch, which means more people finding us and uh, more people I can dump onto Johnson's stream, uh, <laughs> like I fun. did this weekend, because <laughs> they have this thing called rating on yeah. uh, hosting and rating yeah. uh, on Twitch where. We were, I think it was Saturday night, I think is what it was. So Vincent was finishing up his show at about mm-hmm. midnight Eastern time, and we had a good amount of viewers for a late Saturday so, night. We so had like I'm 20 curious something. if you
2: did the raid correctly. So I found out because I just did a raid completely incorrectly recently because uh, I'm kind of new to it. And uh, so if you just use the raid feature on Twitch, uh-huh. that's not really how you're supposed to raid. Oh. So uh, the the idea is that before you end your stream, yeah. right? You open up that the other streamer, the streamer who you're going to raid, right, mm-hmm. and and uh, use them as a source in you know your your video client like mm. OBS or whatever, um, and uh, then you you have them so you, you're then. Then you send the Raiders, and the Raiders go in, and you're still watching and you chat because your chat gets transferred over, right? Mm-hmm. But then you still record for a little bit so people could still watch while you, as the streamer who is you know, obviously one uh-huh. of those people, are there. So, for, therefore, the end of your video
0: would then be you you communicating the with the Raid so that, that uh-huh. it makes continuity
2: and it makes sense uh, for the Raid. I've recently, you know, done where I'm like, For listeners my ending my raid. stream, you know, my stream ending graphics yeah. so then you hear the audio of, mm-hmm. you know, the other streamer and the cha- you see the chat of the other streamer and you hear the content, but it's like there was no video. So, you know, it's a learning curve to this whole Twitch thing. But uh, Yeah,
0: so the idea behind the raid is you take the the existing number of viewers you have when you're about right. ready to finish up it's your It's a very brilliant broadcast. idea on Twitch. Yeah, and then you basically say, oh... Here's my friend Johnson who's on uh, his channel. He's going playing some zombie survival horror Mm -hmm. game. Uh, I've got 20 viewers right now. They might want to watch something else. So rather than just ending, you basically send this command and it just shoots everybody. A lot
2: of viewers viewers stuck around until the end of my stream, which wasn't Too much longer, but it was at least an hour.
0: Yeah, so it it sends the viewers to this other person that you've sent them to, and some will stay, some will go. You know, they're not all going to want to watch a zombie game or whatever. And (laughs)
2: literally, viewers can get passed around. You know, especially uh, you know if you have a bot in your channel and you Mm -hmm. have uh, you know duly designated it as a bot, can travel across. (laughs) <laughs> many, many channels and through time and space as it gets passed from channel to channel to I channel. Like it's very idea.
0: interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Twitch.lrn.fm. Follow us there. Thank you for that. Let's go to JD in Tennessee, listening to WGOW FM in Chattanooga. Go ahead, JD.
10: Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's on your mind? Enjoy your show. Yes. Thanks. Uh, just comment on that last call. Or, you know, I mean, you made a pretty angry call, but I, I, I thought I might point something out. Yeah. One, He said court appointed attorney. That means he's not paying for it. Mm
2: -hmm. That means the
10: taxpayers hook for it on the hook for it. Okay? So get what you pay for. Now having said that, every every one of those court appointed attorneys have are doctors of jurisprudence have passed the bar in their state and they're probably quite a bit smarter on the law than he is. He might ought to take their advice, which is why probably the attorney dropped him. Just
0: say. Well, he's probably yeah. not the best client to, to, to have in the world, would be my guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, look at, look at how he reacted or- when Laurel offered him a helpful suggestion. You know, right, he shouted at her. Imme- right. er- immediate, loud arrogance. You know, It's like, well, yeah, that's yeah. the type of person who thinks that they yeah. know everything and doesn't necessarily want or need help, right? So don't give yeah. it to them. Yeah. If someone wants to yeah. act with that little uh, gratitude or, or appreciation in life, uh well yeah of course you're not gonna get a lot of help and you're not gonna get ahead
0: not not, not <laughs> you want to
10: see your way. children get a job hire an attorney you know yeah. so yeah. yeah I just it just kind of irritated me I just thought I'd say something to my JD
0: family. thanks for sharing that man I definitely appreciate your call tonight as we continue here Johnson uh let's let's jump into this story briefly and then we'll we'll continue with some calls because I definitely want to get into this thing about the EU sure so. I'm and just where's it from? Where's jump it in. Uh,
2: this is a uh, random website. Uh, <laughs> remember, uh, this it's just a, a hot take, I guess. It's here. probably all over the CapEx. place. CapEx.co, yeah, it is all over the place, book. but I like this one.
0: All you know. right.
2: Um, so it goes here to say, uh, the article by uh, Matthew Lesch uh, says, the European Parliament's approval of the copyright directive today is the end of the Internet as we know it. Oh, now, my. there's a lot of drama around this, but I... I think that it's probably... Is that an exaggeration? It's probably not very overblown. It's probably pretty accurate. Um, This new regulation creates substantial new controls on what we can share online, which threaten freedom of expression, undermine creativity, and cement the dominance of technology giants. The Copyright Directive will create two internets. The first, a heavily censored version for European users, including (laughs) filters to prevent you from uploading content. And the second, a free internet where creativity is encouraged. For Everyone else. I think he's delusional on that second free internet. I think what we're going to get is multiple different uh, uh, filtered internets at various levels of filtering. But I digress. The directive represents everything that's wrong with the EU's policymaking process. It was written at a substantial distance from Europeans heavily influenced by lobbyists and national compromises. There is a serious lack of accountability The opposition to the directive was substantial, but it didn't seem to matter. Over 200 intellectual property academics have warned that the directive serves narrow sectional interests. Even substantial parts of the European music industry have raised concerns about the scheme. The Change.org petition opposing the directive has reached over 5.1 million signatories, the most in the website's history. Jeez. Last wow. weekend, while some Brits were marching to stay in the EU, thousands of Europeans took to the street in save the internet marches. Mm. There are two particularly concerning sections of the law. Article 11 presents, uh oh, sorry, prevents news aggregators such as search engines and social media companies from linking and providing snippets of news articles without paying a link tax. <laughs> this is clearly absurd. Wow, there is no to who to uh, the government the, the journalists. But no, no, to the journalists.
1: That's going to make it harder for people to find out what's going on in the world because that's how I. That's why I get my news. I'm not going to go to the newspapers. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. I'll just watch YouTube. So that makes the news less accessible. They are more.
2: killing themselves, and they don't even. They're like, you have to pay us. Well, Google. You know, the the main way people are going to get to these sites is just going to go. <laughs> and turn off the spigot that yeah. they're directing traffic to and say, hey, guess what? We didn't have to do this.
0: We don't need right. you. Yeah, they didn't have to put you on Google News results. Right. And they did just, that because you were offering news for people to read. If now you want to charge, right. then you're going to be out of those results. Right. And they'll just start up their own news
2: organization for Europeans.
0: Why wouldn't say, they? Go to
2: us. Here I mean, we go. Here's your news. And Google can things, hire thousands of you know, journalists if or, they wanted. Or yeah. they'll pay, you know, or they'll, they'll say, you know, they'll offer free Uh, uh, results to the companies that aren't charging. So
0: basically what you're saying is part of this, and there's more, there's this other article we're going to get to, but uh, the newspapers essentially wanted to force people to pay just to even link to them. This is just the first bad part of this. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live talking about the new disturbing copyright uh, rules that are coming into play in the EU and uh, major media companies and individual users are rightfully upset about this. Johnson's giving us a rundown of what to expect in the coming weeks and months, maybe sooner than you think. Uh, Ian Laurel and Johnson in the studio here tonight. Our number is 855 450 free like freedom. Uh, that's 855-450-3733. Also, the Discord on-air call-in lines are open and available to you at discord.lrn.fm. All right, so there is this copyright uh, law, I guess, that has gone into place. There are a couple of articles that you're focusing on here in an article, yep. uh, Johnson. Article 11 is what you were just yeah, telling me, us let about. let me recap real quick. Yeah.
2: So Article 11 present, prevents... News aggregators such as search engines and social media companies from linking and providing snippets of news articles without paying a link tax. This is clearly absurd. There is no reason why websites should have to pay for what is, in fact, doing news organizations a favor by linking people to their content.
0: Not only that, but you're also talking about a fundamental change to the basic function of the World Wide Web. Right. I mean, the, the, the web exists to link. That's the point of the web is you go to a website and then you link to other websites from that site that are related or whatever. That's kind of the whole web experience. And,
1: you know, a lot of the videos that I make, I will refer to some news articles and I'll have a link in my description so that people can go and read the whole article. You would be
0: violating this.
1: If I'm going to be having to pay, what I'm going to do is just say what the information is without Citing it, I won't so plagiarize. unsighted sources exactly. Right. I'll have unsighted sources. I'm not going to plagiarize, but I will be. I will be saying what I what I now know, right? Um, in a way that isn't plagiarism, and then I won't give a citation, so people aren't going to go to their sites. They so just have to
0: take your word for it, and so you can't check anybody's claims exactly. Or, or just
2: have a disclaimer at the top of your article that says, if you are in the EU, EU stop reading this immediately. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and
2: that's, that's no, be- that's all you need to do, and then it's their responsibility if they're reading it. You don't have to worry about it.
0: Well, this is one of the problems is people outside of the eu are going to still be affected by these things because some sites are just going to put in an overarching policy that just affects everybody depends on how they implement this
2: well this guy goes on here to say it is the responsibility of news organizations to monetize their own content through advertisements or paywalls not to attempt to siphon revenues from more successful technology companies Mm. in practice this will concentrate power in the hands of large news uh, sites who are most likely to reach deals to license with the right to link to each other and other sites. A German study found almost two-thirds of revenue will go to a single publisher and just 1% to smaller publishers. It's therefore no surprise that the multinational publishing industry lobbyists pushed Directive.
1: The this inter- is
0: desperate. It's desperate on the news uh, newspapers' parts. Mm-hmm. They're dying. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect they're dying in Europe as well, but they're it, definitely dying in the U.S. So. This is
1: making it faster, though. They don't even will. realize that
0: good (laughs) unfortunately uh the rest of us get punished because it's not just news it's also video that's going to be affected by this
2: so he goes on to say here the internet was supposed to democratize access to information this article will decrease access to online news it will be much simpler for most websites to block links than to go through the effort and expense of reaching license deals in 2014 google shut down google news in spain to avoid legal liability in response to a similar domestic law it was not worth operating a Free service that brings in little revenue at the cost of paying for links. Article 13 makes platforms like Google, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and web forums proactively liable. This is Article 13 now makes them proactively liable for breaking copyright. It reverses the onus, assuming user generated comp- content breaks copyright unless proven otherwise. This undermines the essential internet principle that platforms should not be legally responsible for the content produced by their
0: users. So just to be clear, the way that it works now is like on YouTube. If you upload a thing and there's a copyrighted thing, you know, video in that, in that video, uh, they have a way of detecting it. But generally YouTube itself is not held liable. Well, YouTube
2: is one of the only companies that has this system in place called right. Content ID. Google is one of the only companies that actually offers
0: it but this. even if you subvert the that and they have ways of subverting it by like reversing the video but frame or you know cropping sure. in or whatever if you upload a copyright copyrighted video to YouTube and you manage to bypass their existing filters, YouTube prior to this rule change right. in the eu would not be held liable for your actions what you were the user who uploaded that video they just had a platform what i find interesting is that whenever you and i don't know if
2: copyright works the same way in the eu as it does in the united states but if you uh, make a comment on the website you are the author of that comment you hold the copyright over that content comment um therefore if you were to go and uh make a comment on any one of these mps websites and then uh Talk about how the fact that your comment, uh, you want to revoke that comment, um, then you could potentially make a copyright claim on that content and just keep doing that over and over and over again on these MPUs' websites if they have a comment section anywhere on their website because oh,
0: don't they're worry. in They'll violation be exempted. of it. They'll, they'll, you know, the they'll be in
2: violation of that, that copyright law.
0: It's probably a carve-out for them. Oh, they're yeah. probably fine. Well,
2: probably not yet, though. So yeah, they'll might get as well ab- abuse it as, as much as possible. But
0: what you're saying here is this Article 13 has reversed the liability, meaning that mm-hmm. it prior to this thing passing, and it has passed and is being implemented, it was YouTube was not liable for your actions. You were. Now they're saying, if YouTube lets something through on accident or whatever— that's copyrighted. They can be held liable for it. Is that right? Yep. Okay. That's a huge so, it, again, change. Again, it, it says- These
1: platforms, won't, they wouldn't survive the lawsuits. Stuff is going to get through. Even yeah. with YouTube, it gets through. Yeah.
2: So it says, uh, this undermines the essential internet principle. The platforms should be not be held legally responsible for the content produced by their users. Platforms are like libraries. When a book breaks copyright or is defamatory, it is removed- but you do not sue a library for what authors write. You go mm-hmm. straight to the source, while they must remove the content on request if it breaks the law. Internet platforms should not be liable for everything people say. Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, but see Johnson, if you go straight to the source, then you won't get anything out of it. All you'll get's oh, a takedown. Right. Yeah, because you know, if some poor kid uploads a, uh, you know, the next Eminem CD or whatever, you know, the kids do not even have a job, right? Like, you, you can't get any blood from a stone, but YouTube's got deep pockets, right. so they think they're going to make more money well, off this. Well, of this
2: is also going to be a complete mess, right? Because additionally, copyright is often unclear mm-hmm. and contested. Because they will be legally liable, Facebook, YouTube, and other platforms will need to use automated systems to prevent users posting swaths of content from images, videos, and music th- uh, through to humorous gifs and memes in practice this means new complex upload filters this is a serious threat to freedom of expression yeah. online uh, creativity which often it's huge
0: because yeah. they're going to they're going to err on the side of caution they're going to err on the side of not allowing a thing through if there's any question mark they're gonna yeah, say remixes
2: no. are toast. This
1: yeah. is this is gonna wind up being Bash a big ups. a big crackdown on free speech in Europe. Yeah. And it'll have implications elsewhere, but it's really this is a big
0: deal. Let's uh, go to Free Market Penguin on the line uh, on our Discord server. Go ahead, Penguin. Hello. Oops, sorry, hey, I muted the and, wrong one. Um, You're there. Go ahead now.
11: Hey, um, I was listening to the news today, and they were discussing in my state, Virginia, that um, they were uh, they actually passed this law. And it was difficult for them to get through, but the governor basically wanted them to stop uh, suspending drivers' licenses for people that can't pay the court costs. And of course, a lot of people they are very of lower income end up with uh, entangled in the legal system, mm-hmm. having the court costs. And you know, in, in non for non-driving related infractions, they were getting their drivers' licenses suspended. And that's obviously a, not only oppressive but counterproductive, since they can't they can't, they can't have a livelihood without the without the driver's license. So there was this one lady that was an advocate for, you know, like social services or some, some, something, a bureaucrat or a advocate of some sort. And she was clearly some, some, somebody in the social service community kind of on, on the left end of the spectrum. But she, she said right there, driving is a right, not a privilege. Mm-hmm. And of course we know that's technically wrong. They say they make it a privilege and not a right. But um I mean, that's, Clear and obvious to m- most people, and uh, that you need uh, uh, you need to have the ability to, if if you feel the need to to um, to be able to drive and travel throughout, uh th- throughout the country, and it's it's one of those positions that's not, it's it's a moral position. It's one of those positions that's not a uh, a left right issue, and um it, it was it was good to kind hear that someone saying that publicly that has a position of uh, influence.
0: Free Market Penguin, thanks for the call tonight. A uh, quote here from Twitch, Johnson, regarding Article 13 in the EU. They warned their users in a letter published in December that they could could, quote, be forced to impose filters and monitoring measures on all works uploaded by residents of the EU, which would require streamers to, quote, provide copyright ownership information, clearances, or take other steps to prove that you comply with thorny and complicated copyright laws. Get ready to start filling out forms before mm-hmm. you start your streams. Uh, The company warned that all streamers will, quote, very likely have to contend with the false positives associated with such measures. And it would also limit what content we could make available for viewers in the EU. And in other words, even if you're streaming in the U.S., you could lose European viewers thanks to Article 13. As this develops, we'll bring you more over time. Meanwhile, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. There are basically two types of advertising, direct response and branding. Radio's great for direct response with its low cost-to-listener ratio,
2: but audio can't be beat for branding, which is a longer-term endeavor. You want to be the first
0: thing that someone thinks of when they think about your product or service. If you have a local business that you want kept top of mind in your community, call the station. If you need national reach, Free Talk Live's got around 200 radio stations, millions of monthly listening sessions, can suit all budgets, and if we don't think we're right for you, we'll tell
8: you. Email me, mark at